11 o'clock comics. Let me do that one more time because I think I caught the tail end of Jason's <laughs> laugh on there. E. 11 o'clock comics, episode 136. <laughs> it's David's festive holiday. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was to help I'm in pain, movie. <laughs> Yes. I, I love these kind of. of uh, uh, I love these these types of months because today is the last Wednesday of the month. We still have like a handful of days before the beginning of the next one, so we still have time for both months. And I have not actually get to get this one. Yeah, no, I am. I am. Of the four of us, I am take two longest. Really? Yeah. You yeah. see, I like to jump the gun. I do it the day it's up. Usually. I know you do. Really? Yeah. I, and then I and then I mull it over, and I usually add or subtract things as the the weeks pass. But I like to get that shit done early. I don't know why. I, 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 wish I, I could. Uh, yeah, I do mine right around the twentieth. Like for some reason, I'm always like. That's the, when I try like, to do it. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just like if it's been like two weeks. Usually, it's when I get my my. It, the mental cue for me is when I get my DCBS shipment that doesn't have previews in it, then it's a reminder like, oh, that means it's been about two weeks. They're going to get my order ready. That's ah. cool. Um, so. We can talk about previews in the show later because it you did, can. It did yeah, come out you today. Got, you I have questions. Oh, did it? Yeah, I don't I got, get it until uh, oh, yeah, I'll get it tomorrow. Well, I'll get mine. Actually, or no, I'll get mine Friday. Um, I'll get mine Monday because of the holiday. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I have questions that require the. Uh, I think Jason will be able to. That's this. that's oh. who I meant. That's right. Nice. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm stiffening up over here, and I don't mean as my, well. Uh, you should. Hey everybody! I'm getting all I'm, I'm getting all stiff here. Welcome to the laid back and breezy episode of Eleven O'clock Comics, your post pre. Thanksgiving edition. That's we pre, don't have to work tomorrow. Pre means awesome. that's right. That's why it's uh, holidays, people. That's why it's laid back and breezy because we can go that's three right. hours and nobody has to get up for work. I know it's awesome. No yes. And by the time most of you actually listen to this, you either have, I assume, already we'll celebrated Thanksgiving. Yourself. So happy yeah. Thanksgiving to you. Well, you better listen to this tomorrow. What the hell? You know what? I got, I got. I got a feeling we're gonna have we're gonna have many peeps that are gonna be in in the kitchen doing uh, doing stuff in the during diner. Yes, yes, <laughs> culinary exploits <laughs> with the headphones on you know i i usually I, I dislike this time of year uh for oh, a number of for no wait for a number of reasons but but one go. of one of the main reasons is the numbers take a beating around the holiday yeah, that's true what and and i'm I, the, the show numbers and i always wonder like oh, wow God. did i step in shit last week did i do something wrong did no, i say no. something to piss off a squadron of people because no, there there's a noticeable dip I know, but everybody's take, going to Black Friday sites, dude. Take us with yeah. you. Take us with you. So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. LCD, not plasma. LCD is the way to go. Yes. Yeah, I prefer yeah. plasma. I do, I love I love the plasma downstairs in the because it's larger. The LCD we have in the bedroom is nice because it's a smaller size. But yeah, but who watches watch that? <laughs> Renee does when we. <laughs> oh yeah, Renee does when I'm working. <laughs> she, she, she faces it. So the um, <laughs> nice. no. It, it, 
<laughs> I bet she does. It's a smallish house. Say, hey, baby, what you reaching for? Well, I got to get the remote. I saw this movie before. When it comes to the movies and, and things like that, I'd, I'd rather have the plasma downstairs. It's a preference. Okay. Here's the thing, Vince. Um, yes. A lot of the... Uh, back in the day, there were a lot of reasons to to choose between the two. The truth is uh, the technology has advanced uh, in both cases so much that um, a lot of the things that people often say uh, about one or the other are largely misnomers now. Like it used to be with plasma, people would worry about the glass was more fragile, that you'd get screen burn in, right. that the the picture that you, your TV wouldn't last as long. Those are all long gone. Yeah. And with LCD, people would say, well, uh, you're prone to uh, glare more. If you're at an angle, you're not going to be able to see the picture as well. Um, pixelation, like for Yeah, pixelate. They, like they that. fixed that yeah. largely with a, a much faster frame rate now. So for the <laughs> most part, unless you're buying like a cheapo brand like a Vizio or something, okay. you're, you're going to get the... <laughs> and they're, they're basically it. giving them away. Yeah, They are. They have like a 50-inch Panasonic <laughs> for six ninety nine. It's awesome, yeah. yeah. That's cool. But anyway, let's yeah. not bogart the, the comics discussion. <laughs> $55 o'clock players at Best Buy. Yeah, I'm going to hit that too. Yep. Um, hey, everybody. Hi. 11 o'clock Hi. comics, 136. I am Vince B, and I have a squeaky chair. Here. Oh, you picked mine up? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't get a chair for the room yet. But so. at least we can hear you this week. Yes. Nice. So I that, hope so. That's me. Uh, I'm, I'm Christopher Neesman, and I've got uh, I've got a 60-pound uh, lap dog in my lap. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Parker, he's you so love needy. Your, you love your animals. Yeah, the dog kind of is, too. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> I'm, uh, I'm David Price, and I'm happy to be here. Yay, we're happy to have you, too. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Yeah. That's Cri- right. Christmas. And, and, of course, I am... The former despot of Drum Kingdom, I am Tinplate Wapole. No, but I I really do approve of that reference, though. But <laughs> but no, you are not a character out of One Piece. You are Jason Wood, festive Jason Wood, overly festive, disgustingly cheerful. You get not so happy this time of year. Oh, I, I know, fucking it, love. Yeah, Dude, I got all these shenanigans going on at work and stuff, as you guys know, and it's like I can't let it, like the holidays, it's just like I coast, dude. This next five weeks, like the whole world could be burning around me, but these five weeks, it's like a little cocoon window. Things nice. are good. And then January 1st, shit can happen. Uh, you know, then it's back to life. Yep. Uh, yep. It's good way to look at it. Oh, hey, we got some business we got to take care of right after Vince does the spot. I got business, too. Yeah. And speaking yeah. of speaking of business... This business has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, the absolute finest in comic book order fulfillment. How's that? You, the fan, can get your books at anywhere between 35 to 75% off. If you order Marvel, Dark Horse, DC, or uh, IDW, I think, right? No, Image. Uh, you can get those books 40% off, like minimum. It's nuts, and it just works its way up. Hello. Works its way up from there. He, uh, is, he is totally barking at a Mahmoud Ashrar piece of art. He is not liking this. Is it sexy? It's seriously. Whoa. He's looking right at this Dynamo 5 page and going nuts. I'll go into mute while while he does that. Okay. Not <laughs> bad uh, idea. Uh, yeah, books cheap. DCBS. DCBService.com. Check them out new Even Steve the dog Ditko approved, book this yeah, month, yeah. and you can get a, a plethora of just amazing books at huge, amazing discounts. Do it, dcbservice.com. The Real, best. Big the best, right? Yeah, 
right, I got I got my turkey's done. I'll be back in just a second. Oh Holy my god! Right, I will. I will. Uh, I will t- uh, play Chris for a second then and say, uh, David, uh, my friend, what are you drinking? Oh man! <laughs> Gotta scratch your balls when you're saying this it. This is this is a. All right, I am drinking. Yeah, it's a shame Chris is going to miss this. I am drinking the world's best sherry. Ooh, Ooh what's your last name? My sherry. Some Harvey's Bristol cream. Oh, and your oh. audio significantly improved as you it said did, that right? too. It popped right. Yeah, it's yep. crazy. Yeah, that's cool. Sweet. Yep. Awesome. I never nice. had uh, Harvey's Bristol cream. I've heard of it though. Very yeah. popular. I, I remember a lot of the ads in the, in the late eighties. Yeah, you know. definitely. I'm picturing like dudes in like white turtlenecks sitting by <laughs> yeah. a fire with their lady drink. Yeah. With my, the mustache like me, only I guess uh, maybe a date that speaks more to my dated look than anything else. But uh, yeah, drinking the Harvey's Bristol Cream, nice. <laughs> Love it. Right. Vincent, how about you, my friend? I am heading up to the Blue Mountains of Coors Light. I'm uh, doing it upscale this week. I figured it's holiday time. I'm going to lay down some serious coin, get me some quality brew. No, it's still the remainder of the stuff that I had. Coors Light. And it's a good thing that he's gone, so he doesn't have to, you know, bust me about drinking <laughs> this stuff. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be Chris being to Chris. Jason. Come on, pick us up, pick us up. Okay. All right, I'm gonna pick us up. Um, I thanks to my lovely wife, who she doesn't listen to this show, so I could besmirch her or praise her, and she'd have no idea. But I will praise her because um, she did take a run to our favorite uh, wine store this week in anticipation of the holidays and and the stuff, and. Um, she did ask me if I wanted anything, but I was busy at work, and I said, nah, I'm good. Just get whatever. And in spite of my nonchalance, she was kind enough to bring me back a few bottles of different uh, ports that uh, and other dessert wines. I'm a huge dessert wine fan, um, and she doesn't like the stuff at all in any form. So she basically did that just for me. It was very nice. So I am drinking um, a uh, Graham's Tawny Port. Uh, Graham's is one of the one of the the more well-known uh, port makers. And for those that don't know, port is a very sweet, uh, long-aged wine. It's called port because it's it, real port is made in Portugal, uh, so ergo port. Uh, Grams is, um, uh, there's they basically sell it in 10, 20, 30, and 40-year vintages. Um, I am often, I often have a bottle of the 10-year uh, in the house that I drink quite a bit. Uh, but she was kind enough for the holidays to buy me a bottle of the 30-year. So I am sitting here wow. sipping on some awesome 30-year port, which is ridiculously tasty. Uh, and uh, I can't recommend it enough for those of you who uh, who are fans of dessert wines. It's awesome. So, cool. uh, That's awesome. Uh, Marta uh, turned me on some ice wine a few mm-hmm. years ago. Have you had that? Love ice wine, yeah. Oh, it's crazy good. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, she's she's a big big dessert wine fan. Uh so what of uh what a German uh dessert wine. Yeah, and the, the thing about like with any kind of wine, you know, certain ones do definitely get paired more like like ports are very fruity. Like this mm-hmm. tastes like figs basically, which I'm a big fan yeah. of. So so this gets much better, like goes much better with things like like uh you know, fruit desserts, caramel, sure. yeah, that. Yep. Well, yeah, you like that? Yeah, the fruit. Um, whereas other types of dessert wines uh, are, you know, much more good for like dark chocolate desserts and that sort of thing. This would not be very good with a chocolate dessert, but wow, yeah, love it. Fruity, nice. huh, David? Love it. There's, there's oh, a yeah. science to this stuff, isn't there? Yeah, Christopher. Sorry. Yes, tell us yes. Mouthfeel. Um, sorry, I had to. Pl- we're, we're cooking the turkey tonight, 
and you know, I thought I had it timed to come out before we started recording, but it was. But it was Wood just, was early, so. But Wood always yeah, is. Wood threw us off by being on time. Uh, oh, so, so the tur- the turkey is done, and I'm hoping that Parker, who's not barking at uh, at Art anymore, is uh, not eating it. So anyway, um, <laughs> yes, tonight I am having a Southern Tier um, Imperial Inequity Black Ale. Wow, that's a lot. Wow, you are just bringing these beers out of yeah. Your, your I don't even know. Uh-huh. Um, it is. It's following a theme of late. Uh, I'm. You guys know I'm on this uh, black IPA kick, and so I'm, I'm. I'm learning more about these black IPAs or Cascadia black ales or it's it's. There's there's no one like defined name for this specific style of beer which i think is fascinating because it's new and so no one's really you know come up with the name for this yet and so it makes shopping for it kind of a challenge um it's like by by the name this is an imperial black ale but it's a black ipa so anytime what i'm learning is that anytime you see a dark you know this this dark ale or black ale it's this particular type of beer and uh this one where are they from uh it's very good by the way it's it's right up there with the uh the hop trout that i had uh a few weeks ago and that um um vince you saw the label for the uh the uh self-righteous the sublime yes. self-righteous ale i knew you would like that it's that. wonderfully evil i like it a lot isn't it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. uh this oh this is a new york beer this is from lakewood new york if you had pizza from New York with that, you would have the perfect meal right there. There you go. Real pizza. You know. Flat pizza. Still don't get it. True. And David actually um, justified all of my thoughts on this the other day. Hmm. Which is why. Why is that? He was on Twitter and said that Renee was um, teasing him with the promises of Pizza Hut. Yep. Ooh. I, I love. And I was like, "Yep, there we go. New York versus Chicago pizza done. I win." No, see, that's not a fair. No, 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 no. Sometimes no, you're in the mood for. It's like sometimes you're in the mood for Burger King. Sometimes you're in the mood yeah. for. Okay, yes, maybe he likes the breadsticks. You know, yeah. Maybe she likes I do the love the crust stuff. at 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 pizza, but no, there not the pizza. Oh, man, we we almost picked up uh, a pie from the guy around the corner from us that that makes really good brick oven style pizza. But, Does he make pizza too? I gotta, I gotta yes. try. You know, honestly, that okay. That I'm. You guys can, you guys can give me a challenge for whenever you come for for C-dose, E-dose, dose, and I will. It's getting uh, like Merzy dotes and dozy dotes now. <laughs> uh, give me, give me like a, you know a, a challenge for food, drink, whatever, and and I'll make sure that I take care of you. The next time I come to New York for for New York Comic Con, I want to have good New York pizza. Because okay. I, ha- I have yet, I have yet to go. Oh wow, that's awesome! It's been like, yeah, okay, that's fine. So, You're not completely enough. unbiased, though. True, but sure, no, he's, no, no, he's sure. I, good. Okay, you know, yeah. f- good food is good food, and if it's good, you know, I'll tip my cap and say, yeah, that's awesome. I haven't really had anything above the street level yet. I haven't had like Daredevil I, yeah. pizza. Just yeah, yeah, exactly. I've had Daredevil pizza. Okay, but we have another. Is that? I'm sorry because I ducked out. Is that all for the? Yeah, for the, that's yeah. all. Just one thing before we get into it, can I thank uh-huh. somebody or two somebodies? Sure. Uh, sure. Okay, I I have to thank the lovable and wonderful and really talented Will Pfeiffer. 
Oh, okay. he he sent me some stuff. He sent me the hardcover uh, Rocco Vargas by Torres. Wow. Yeah. No he, yeah. Well, yeah, he did because he loves me and I love him back. And and he also included he in the package a awesome documentary on uh, no budget Australian filmmaking. It's really good and it's loaded with nudity. I mean, every, uh-huh. every every clip has nudity in it. It's just so good. I, I, I haven't actually made it through the whole thing because I keep going back and like slow-mo through some of the stuff because it's, it's good. It's really uh-huh. good. So thank, thank you, Mr. Pfeiffer, my brother. And I also have to thank Boomer Z on our forum. Uh, William, uh, I don't know if he wants me to say his name, but I'll... Uh, West initial. Z. Get okay. it? Boomer Z. Uh, he, he sent me three out of the remaining six issues I have left for my Spawn collection. Wow, nice. And uh-huh. also, in that package, I'm getting like DVDs all over the place. He sent me a slew of Throbbing Gristle videos. Just a boatload of them. The, must, the stack must be like six inches high in, in, in the cases. I love Throbbing Gristle. Genesis P. Orge, anybody? Nothing. Da- but David nothing. Faust. David Faust is going. So yes, fantastic. Uh, so th- thank you, Will, Look and thank you, you Boomer you Z. You don't like the holidays. I I I, I, I don't like the people. Well, I, I don't necessarily like the just holidays. just. Although I hadn't planned for this, also a quick uh, quick thanks to Devin uh, on yep. uh, Doctor Teeth on the. Um, Yes, mm. on the uh, on our oh form. for the gift exchange, yeah. yeah. For the third year in a row, he coordinated uh, all on his own. The yes, the the eleven o'clock uh, community gift exchange, and that's all set up now. And uh, just uh, for those that haven't been back to the thread, he does need uh, you to go in and check in if you are on the receiving end of the gift. <laughs> you are to PM, email, call the person that's to give you the gift, and just throw some ideas right. their way, things you like. Things you're interested in, maybe things you don't like, just to, but just uh, to help help kind of get that that ball rolling. So yeah, you guys actually have me doing that this year because you were nice. shamed into it. That's why I was shamed because I was the only one that hadn't signed up out of the four. <laughs> Devin, by the way, huge Canadian man, just big old Canadian grizzly bear of a man. That's why you like him because if he was a tiny puny scrawny Canadian man, you'd be like, I hate Canada. Oh, uh, stupid so. Canadian. <laughs> and, and it was so funny because at, uh, did we talk about this uh, in the New York Comic Con wrap up? Uh, I, I met him whenever we were there and he was like, oh, I, you know, I figured that you would make fun of me because I was, because I was Canadian. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, you're huge. I'm not going to make fun of you until see? it's behind your back. We nice. see how you operate. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. hey, right, we, so we, you have business too, right, Chris? Yes, we have, um, Jason and I have business. Nice. I, we do. I checked. Yeah, I checked the uh, the Las Vegas line on the way home tonight. Is uh, oh, oh oh business? Eagle, I thought you meant thank yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, um, um, Eagles are um, uh, three and a half favorites. Really? Can you believe that? Well, I what can't slap, believe it. I'm just what, surprised. What a slap in the face to my Bears. It so, is. You're at home. Are you, you going to give me the points? Yeah, sure. Okay. Now we have to. Th- this is. For folks out there, Jason, huge Eagles fan. Me, obviously, big Bears fan. They're both seven and three, and I'm doing this for you know all of our UK listeners. Um, and and so both of our teams are seven and three. They're playing each other this weekend in Chicago, and uh, and Jason and I need to put a little uh, put a little wager on True. the game. And okay. I don't know. I even asked Marta, I, and she has no idea. So I I don't know what kind of wager it should be. 
One piece. Um, One piece. Uh, I, th- I think, about, I think I, I'm not very confident about this, by the way. Fair enough. Uh, how about we let uh, Vince and David come up with something? <laughs> you don't care about football, but they do how like that. David, because I'm not reading any fucking manga. <laughs> oh. Okay. Where's your, uh, your you holiday hear, did cheer? Did you sigh? It's like, oh, I almost got him to read One Piece. And Julian is out there going, woo, One Piece. And I'm just like, no. Straw Hat yeah, Pirate. Left I got to admit, right, I'm, I'm upset. It's just the side of it. That's racist. What? That's racist. <laughs> what did you like, say? Just like Spawn not liking me. That's right. Huh? Spawn doesn't like you because you kick him in the balls every time you get a that's chance. That's racist. No, yeah, that's know, racist. No, it is. No, I'm I'm kicking you in the balls because I, I know. Doing. It's you don't. What's the matter? You don't like Italians? What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna cut a quarter myself out. Uh, I will. Um, if I don't come up with something by the end of the episode, I'll. Uh, now, what are we? Wait, wait. What are we talking? Are we talking something that they either they both have to read in lieu of payment? I, some, something you know, that they I, I they, they know, normally just, wouldn't yeah, read. So, I don't know. Some something goofy. I don't some know. Bet, I guess, you know yeah, I, I you know, okay. gotta go eat a, like a cheesesteak or something. I don't know. So what's wrong yeah, with cheesesteak now? That, uh, we can we can, something that will entertain our non-sports listeners uh, when, okay. we, when we when that, we cool. next week. And you know but what? The, I, the thing is, Jason and my our reading taste are pretty similar yeah. Oh, for, for the most part so you know it's yeah this is cool that we're we're like easing into this episode because get this i was writing notes for this stuff that i have to talk I saw about your twitter i oh, topped at the i topped a thousand words nah dude yeah i did <laughs> so i did no i trimmed just, some of it it's, it's, it's down to like you know it's down to like 800 now oh so that's cool i got i got a turkey to carve you go carve that turkey because i want to talk right. about this later it's awesome fair enough, fair enough. Okay. In anticipation of yours having that, I, I I brought a few short and sweet things to to the table. Excellent. In of, yes. You want to uh, intercut me like we're rapping? I'll, I'll do uh, like a couple minutes and you intercut and I'll go back and no. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. How free it goes. form. See how it goes. Yeah. You yeah. you want you want to talk about what we had what we had mentioned briefly um, pre-show, Vince? Sure. My, my thoughts. Chris, my thoughts. Chris, I I, fir- I heard. Through the uh-huh. grapevine, i.e., your relentless self-promotion on Twitter, that you <laughs> have read Vampirella. You're reading yes. the the big boy books now, the good stuff. Well, none uh, of that you know, cloak was, and dagger crime stuff. Vampirella. <laughs> I wish I had a turkey to carve. Um, no, Jason. Now hold on. It's um, see, okay, this is a very odd book right now um first of all i had i had the 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 great pleasure of talking with eric troutman uh and for a i fanboy don't miss last week yes you did go go check it out it's on nice job as as always thank you i appreciate did did you listen to it i do always listen to it oh well thank you i appreciate it sir um i also i also got a, a preview of uh pdf preview of of the comic from dynamite and read it and was a little um Little surprised that how much I did like it. Um, I've, I'm well. Let me let me quantify this. I'm probably like a lot of comic book fans out there that know Vampirilla, know who Vampirilla is, but I've never really read Vampirilla comics. I've got the archive coming, which what hasn't been released yet, right? Of no, the, it's like where the hell is that? It's yeah, the original Archie Archie Good one, and and just you know Frank Frazetta and, and Tom Palmer yeah. and uh, Forrest J Ackerman was was you know as I'm reading up on this, all these guys that are Tom involved Sutton. with the creation of this character. 
goes back to 1969. It is a classic and, and one of the most important Bronze Age horror um, comics that 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 came out. I mean, it's right there with Creepy and Eerie, and you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's it is a hugely important comic in the history of of not not just horror comics, but but comics. And Eric Troutman, after after the Harris um, publications, a, after they they sold off the rights to Dynamite, Eric is writing the the Dynamite version of this. Now, some of the things that he has done that may or may not sit well with longtime Vampirilla fans is he's kind of done away uh, with the costume. She she dresses in fairly fairly regular clothes now cool. so the so the the low cut um sex bomb bikini look is is kind of gone for right now but she, they did say they were going to keep that for the covers though the, the, sure sure they'll yeah. keep it for the covers and and the, from what he says the costume will make an appearance in his first arc in some way or another which which he didn't give details away so so vampire okay for for folks out there and and vince has talked about it before there's a couple different origins for this character in the original like 1969 warren version vampirilla is um a space alien vampire from draculon it's yep. it's a planet that rivers you know, of ri- blood. Yeah, rivers flow blood, and the the planet is facing ecological disaster of some sort. And she um, uh, fa- makes her way to to Earth, and and you know, long story short, she battles supernatural baddies after that. Okay, so there's so there so there's the 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 vampire alien origin, and then Harris Publications kind of retconned her her origin that she was not an alien she was actually the uh demon daughter of lilith who was um in in uh non um oh what 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 do you call it it's it's not not condoned or or not um, um lilith was adam's first wife yeah, and you don't get this in the Bible, but uh, you know there are there are texts out there uh, about Lilith, who was Adam's first wife, and and then she was you know thrown out of the Garden of Eden, and blah blah blah, and 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 becomes this you know huge force of evil. Well, Vampirilla is is supposed to be her daughter that Lilith felt regret for her evil actions, and so bore this daughter to fight evil. All right, so you have these two very, very different origins. And what I liked in the first issue is that it says, whether you think that she is this or that, this is where we are now. And so it's on the streets of Seattle, and Vampirilla is, um, you find out through a lot of her um, inner monologue that she's just, she she's trying to figure out what is going on in, in her surroundings. And um, she, you know, is part Daredevil, part Batman, and part Buffy the Vampire Slayer, as well as as Vampirilla. And this is where I don't know if Vince is going to dig on this, is because Eric Troutman does procedural stuff so well, and he's working this into Vampirilla in that she's she's much more um, vigilante detective than she was... um, 
sexy hunter of the night. It's okay. Vampirella so, CSI works for me as long as they yeah. do keep some of the horror elements in it. Mm-hmm. That's oh fine. yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. There's some, there's some crazy. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna. You know, it's not like Cthulhu stuff, but um, yeah, there's stuff that are not just vampires in this. That she, that she, you know, is it finds a vampire nest, but there's something that is is not, uh, as she says, not right in it. So yeah, there's gonna be some crazy horror action in it. And, but what I like is that she's more of a supernatural detective as opposed to um, this kind of, you know, um, gothic um, supernatural yeah. vampire, whatever she, whatever she's been in, in the past, which is not bad, but I think it's ready for, for a new take on the character. So I, I liked it. Um, I'm, I'm definitely in for the first arc to see, to see what Eric has planned because I know that he's really, really taken this to heart. He's very excited to, to do something new with this character that hasn't been done before. And, uh, and I think he's, he's got, uh, um, I guess the the easiest way to say is that he really wants to make her a very smart and uh, and powerful character, uh, more for her, you know, as much for her brains as for her body. Hmm. Neat. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things you could say about the Archie Goodwin interpretation of the character. She was very naive, very uh, like for a vampire, she was almost too innocent. Hmm. And uh, I don't know if he felt that that character couldn't sustain the book on her own, but she was always paired with someone like uh, Pendragon. She had a she had a posse back then, <laughs> and and so in the nineties, when Morrison and Miller got her, and and I mean she's had more origins I think than Moon Knight. You know, more just different permutations uh-huh. of the character, and. That, the the oh, the bad girl craze. Okay. It's probably Chris. That, Sorry. That that whole bad girl era of the '90s really damaged the character a lot. They had like a revolving door of writers and artists. Amanda Connor did a good job on her, mm-hmm. but I mean, the, the character's just been mangled from being at different publishing houses and different at the hands of different creative teams. I mean, she's been around for decades 40 years so yeah it's i mean it's it, you're gonna have some some redundancies and overlaps and just playing guys that don't get the character they just want to mm-hmm. do what they want to do but all i care about i mean just tell good stories right mm-hmm. and kind of stay a little bit faithful to ackerman and and goodwin's original um good girl kind of interpretation of it just make her um chivalrous i guess and and well i mean as much as a female can be chivalrous right um just make her honest and and good and and semi-wholesome then it'll be fine tell good stories that's all i I think i think that's i think that's where eric has in mind so you know and and geez if you can add a couple of respectable layers to the character make her a little deeper than just a chicken which is that's the that's the weird thing is that and it's the hard thing because you guys mentioned at the top there they're going to continue all the covers are going to be in the old I know it's the same thing with out. the Witchblade when, yeah, when Ron, then, when Ron then, Mars got on that he said I'm going to make this book respectable we're going to have some fun and just do some great stories and get away from the TNA and on the covers what do you have 
and if you don't the change the cover, then and that's I mean that's the that's the hard thing. It's like if you don't change the cover, then how are people going to to know? Because I think this is this is could be a great book about an empowered female lead character. And how many readers do we know? But you know, how many female readers do we know that are looking for 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 powerful, confident? empowered female leads and then you look at the cheesecake covers and it's like oh there's no way i'm gonna read that but if you don't do that then you know i think there's there may be some fear of of you know quote-unquote losing the longtime vampirilla fans right i was just gonna say they are in a pretty sticky uh position because on the one hand you don't want to spit on the legacy but on the other hand a lot of that legacy didn't work too well and I'm not yeah. talking about the Goodwin stuff. That's that's sacred. You you don't mess with oh, that. Oh sure, sure. The, 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 Warren the stuff, yeah. Tom Sutton, Gonzalez, all that stuff is just beautiful, and it was of the time and very sexy. I mean, let's be honest. It was oh, the costume that sold the character. But mm-hmm. she she was. Oh, I mean, that, that's all Frank Frazetta, isn't it? Um, he did the painting for the first issue. Yeah, I don't know if did, he designed did, the cover. I think did, Sutton did, had did a lot character to character design. I'm thinking it was a lot him, but it was also a lot of Tom Sutton. Had Tom a, Sutton, okay. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, from memory, I can I can crack open my Warren Companion to find out for sure from Tomorrow's. That's a great book, by the way. If if you're interested in Warren and have no idea of the history of the company, get that right. book. It's fantastic. But um, now I lost my train of thought. But uh, yeah, just just make her a multi-dimensional character that's that's three quarters of the battle well they, okay i take i take it back i think that you will like the series then mm-hmm. i probably will as long as they don't change the logo because that's where that i'm a purist as far as that goes you need you need that vampirilla logo i've been looking at that logo for what 40 years almost yep. right yeah 40 right, 41 right, i right. think yeah brand i brand recognition you need that logo if that's what you want to be associated with if you want to move so far Away from what has been done, then yeah, change the logo. I don't care. I'll still buy the damn book. It's Vampirella. <laughs> there's, there's Susie. Sue Storm is my number one, and then Vampirella is is a close number two. Wow, That's fascinating. Yeah, I love Vampirella. My God, you you need to get that Dynamite uh, archives, the first one, and uh, just see Tom Sutton's work in there. And uh, well, I've got it on order. I'm waiting for the Sun Bitch to come out. Gonzalez was a phenomenal illustrator. Oh, just way above uh the others like in a, in a class all by himself and that sounds kind of um limp-wristed weak to say that but man could that guy draw oh my god about what archive do you think that'll kick in <sighs> i don't know i my my mind for those memory for that kind of stuff is is shit i i have them except for the first one i could look it up yeah i'm assuming the archives will be what about six eight issues each there's seven actually, as are opposed to okay. as opposed to five for the eerie and creepy, uh, yeah, those are dark horse ones. Issues, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Vince, yeah. by the way, just a uh, quick aside, uh, my uh, my copy of Humbug came this week. Yay! Isn't that Ooh. thing gorgeous? Oh, that's awesome. Jack, Jack fact, gave us all over the place. Bucks makes it even more awesome. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's just incredible. And Chris, uh, who did the art for uh, the first issue? Wagner Reese, who's right. a guy that I'm I'm not. Uh, incredibly familiar with but uh yeah i uh, it was i would say it was um serviceable if if you know it's yeah 
you know, I wasn't I, like, I, did, I didn't dislike it, but yeah. it was good. Yeah. I think he has a little bit of room to grow, which is cool. Sure, sure. Go I mean, along it's, with it's, them. it's easy. It's easy to say, "Oh, it's the greatest art ever," but no, it was just you know just good, serviceable comic art. Which yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You're right. Yeah, drew good vampires. There. I can't wait to get my copy. Good. I hope you enjoy it. I probably will, even though you did. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> See what I do. Oh, you like it, and, and Eric's and Eric's good people. Bam. Yes. What else we got, boys? Don't you want to add Wood? Uh, don't you want to ask Wood something? Do I want to ask Wood something? Yeah, Wood. Uh, what's Vincent. Up, what's up with the 11 o'clock comics logo design contest? Yes, please. Dude, <laughs> where are you going? But okay. Oh, that's uh, not what you wanted me to ask? Why you asking me? Don't we, as a group, have to yeah. finally pick a winner? I thought we, we did, one, didn't we? We have one weekend ahead of us. We can, we, no, we, we have not. At least I had. Oh, we, okay. we narrowed it down to four. But no, we, we narrowed it down. Yeah. But there's all right. no one. But so, you so about let's make a promise to each other that yeah, we'll pick. We'll, we will. Let, let's for the listeners who are we, we will announce a winner next week. How's that? Let's make a promise in yeah. stone. Definitely next episode right. we will unleash the beast and tell you who won. <laughs> we'll announce the eleven o'clock comics logo design contest. But Wood, I have a question for you. Uh, I have a big old question. Okay. I picked up my previews this week because I this is like the the most special week of the of the month for me every month and uh as I was looking through here I was passing through the boom section boom okay and I and I noticed that uh they they have some full page ads along with the usual multi book solicitations and I stumbled upon the Uncle Scrooge ad which is cool it's Uncle Scrooge 400 okay and it's 40 pages for 3.99. And I said, "Hmm, this must be some kind of special issue because it is number 400. Cool." And then I flipped the page or I look on the other the facing page to the Donald Duck solicitation which is number 363. Nothing too special about that other than it's a new issue of Donald Duck. 40 pages for 3.99. It's like, "What the heck?" Then Mickey Mouse 305 is 40 page uh, is 32 pages, sorry for 3.99. Have have the Disney Boom books gone up a buck? Because I know Darkwing Duck was always 3.99. Started that way and has been for the uh, let's see nine issues. Chippendale right. Rescue Rangers I heard initially was solicited at 3.99 and that is still 3.99 for 32 pages, but I bought the Mickey Mouse and the Donald Duck when they originally came out from Boom and they were not 3.99, they were 2.99. So what's the deal? Have they raised ah. prices or what? Well, I mean, you're asking me like I. It seems they must have, right? How do I? I mean, I well, know. didn't you buy a lot of the, some of the Disney stuff? <laughs> only Darkwing Duck. It's the only thing I bought. Oh, see, David led me astray. I did. I did. That you, was my uh, bad. Yeah, no, so I did, only buy Darkwing Duck. Um, oh, so. well, it looks. It appears to me that the Boom Disney books have jumped a buck. Hmm. I don't think that's a good idea. I think but. Boom should soak as much money out of it as they can <laughs> while they still yeah. have that license because we know they ain't going to have it for long. Could that be part of this? Uh, do you uh, think that's I, and the that's reason total, why they're doing that's it? That's total speculation. Right. Well, we can speculate. That's what we do. But I think it's pretty, it's pretty educated speculation that they're not going to have the Disney license for forever. So they're milking the cow double time. I would. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It could be. Yeah, I mean, you also I, again, pure speculation. You know, I, I don't know the 
the the nature of the licensing arrangement, but obviously you're talking about a company that's um, the largest, most successful brand licensor in the world, five times larger than anybody else. So I I presume that they don't that they charge you know industry high rates for licensing oh, sure. the characters. So I, I I don't know maybe that has something to do with it. I'm not sure. Mark Wade seems to love to talk to just about anybody if that 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 uh, has got a microphone. So I'm sure someone could inter- ask the him in one of the. Uh, Oh, you know, hey, hey. speaking of that, congratulations to, speaking of podcasts, before I forget, congratulations to uh, Chris Marshall, who's getting ready to have his 300th Collector Times Library. Very much. Yeah, very much it. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Absolutely. But some publishers are being very sneaky about the price jumps. Because as I mentioned last week, I buy Antarctic Press's Gold Digger, because I love Fred Perry's work. And the last listed issue was a special issue. Uh-huh. And it was it was three ninety nine extra special issue blah 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 three ninety nine. This time around, it's not an extra special issue, and the price has remained three ninety nine. Uh, dun dun dun. So it's not just yeah. boom. There are there are other companies doing it, uh, albeit for different reasons. But there there are jumps everywhere. It seems. Well, even though I didn't have a much of a illuminating answer for you on that question, it does lead to something I did want to bring up uh, today, um, which I didn't is know that. that. I, I know you didn't. I was listening to episode 223 of our friend Derek Coward's comic book noise. Oh. Uh, and the episode was titled The Amazing World of DC Comics. And excellent I guess, uh, what's that? That's an excellent magazine. Right. So for those that don't know, this was a uh, a DC-related uh, magazine, fanzine, whatever you want to call it, that uh, came out in the 70s. Um, I believe it only ran 16 or 17 issues, but... Uh, the but, equivalent uh, of Foom at Marvel. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it's Derek's a huge fan of the magazine, and uh, I guess he recently got his hands on uh, one of the issues that he coveted and spent the episode... Uh, kind of like a extended version of the fanzine flashback that we've done from a time or two. He went through each, each article and talks about it. It was fascinating stuff, but what really caught my attention... Uh, and uh, I wanted to after I, after I heard I wanted to mention it is he read a number of the letters in the letters columns, oh, and wow. the first letter um, was uh, a absolute diatribe to the DC press, <laughs> asking them how they could dare to justify the decision to raise the price of comics from 25 cents to 30 cents <laughs> and he read it he read the letter verbatim and i'm telling you if you substitute the prices it's yeah, literally it's what we're hearing 30 years later it's how could you do this the economy being what it is how could you being the biggest publisher be the first one to raise your prices when no one else is doing so you're going to drive the next generation out of the market um, my who kids are going to be <laughs> Who was the editor that did that? Did, wasn't didn't Infantino Infantino do that at some point? I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. with the price increases, yeah, yeah. Infantino. Yeah, did the article that. didn't say, but but it was a fascinating thing. Derek read the thing, and it literally was identical to what we've been hearing. And it was this guy saying, "We're you know, it, it's uh, in, it's just it's unfair inflation. You know, there's other types of entertainment that are that are uh, that are better value now, and it's just there's no way people can be able to afford to buy as many books, and it's just absolute shame." So I just I, I just tickled me pink that he found That's this funny. letter from thirty, and I guess was, this magazine was put out nineteen seventy six. So you're talking about I mean <laughs> more than thirty years ago, the exact same complaint. Then the next letter on the page 
went to the effect of, Dear DC Comics editors, I'm very frustrated with your decisions of putting out new titles and canceling them after four or five issues before you oh. give them a chance to experience. <laughs> a list of titles that they said, you know, you put this out and they don't sell well enough, and by the first or second issue, you've already decided to cancel it, and it's unfair because you need some of these titles need a chance to find an audience, and it's just you're going to create. Uh, an environment where you know people just don't want to try new titles and they don't want to try new characters because their books aren't going to be around for long enough. And it just, I mean, those two. So it's just fascinating that the more things change, the more they stay the same. The only difference no, was I, back I, then. I, I, I would say yeah. that you know, there's proof that you know, 40 years and the comic companies haven't learned from comments. No, I'm joking. On right. On the other hand, though, you can also say that. 40 years and they're still going pretty strong that yeah. you know these two articles basically said hey you keep doing this you're going to put this industry out of business and you know what well 37 years later people are complaining about the exact same thing so um derek i did ask him today because i was so i was so tickled by the um i tried to find online a copy of the the letters columns to you know to post in the in the forum because i thought people would get a kick out of reading it because literally i mean verbatim you would think they were from a, a, a blog post somewhere today um i couldn't find them i mean these are old old school so i'm hoping he, maybe if he has the chance he could um scan them in or or um, or, or i could find the the copy it's a, it's issue number 12 of amazing world of dc comics but just really really thought it was funny that that you know the things that people were complaining about then are exactly what we're now the difference mm-hmm. is that Back then, it was you know some guy taking the time to write a letter to a fanzine, and thus only probably read by you know x number of people. Whereas you know today, if you have a blog and some some popularity, it can it can be a meme that gets picked up everywhere. So, hmm. very the interesting. Worm, the wheel wow. does turn. That's right. But, but you have to admit the numbers back then were a hell of a lot better. Than well, these. I was going to say that those 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 series that they were canceling is because they weren't selling more than a hundred thousand copies. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it's all relative, though. I mean, sure. The point sure. is, is that was thirty-four years ago. I mean, literally. I mean, I, you know, it was literally yeah. the year after I was born. So, I mean, the idea that the next generation wasn't going to buy comics. I mean, here we are saying the same thing, right? I mean, are our kids going to be able to buy comics? And yet, you know, that's oh, yeah, two that's generations ago. So, awesome. <laughs> David. Ah, yes. What are you been at? reading? I've, I'm, I need my David A. Price fix. Oh, boy. Why? <laughs> oh, could, you having trouble sleeping? <laughs> what, okay, uh, f- f- funny David A. Price story is all of them. Uh, is where we're, we're exchanging addresses, oh. you know, our annual exchanging of addresses to send each other our, uh, our we Christmas all moved gifts. multiple times over the years. Yeah, oh, apparently. Boy. apparently. Oh, and, boy. Come and, on, Dave. Give me so a break. I, so I said my address. <laughs> And I type it out as as Christopher C. Neesman. And 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 David's like, well, you better send mine to David A. Price, which is funny because I had already sent it, and yours is the only one that I made made a special point of putting your middle initial in. So yours yours has been addressed and sent to David A. Price. Wow. Mine's send A. Too. King Dap. I almost sent it to King Dap, but I figured that was <laughs> Yeah, you want to make sure it got here. Uh, I haven't sent any yours out yet, but I did secure them all, and I'm pretty happy with with my with my finds. So, cool. uh, yeah, awesome. But cool. anyway, what are you reading, David? I um, I I'm still reading Duncan the Wonder Dog. I'm I'm taking that nice and slow. It took a little bit of a break, and uh, just because it it is dense, man. Is have, have Jason, have you or Chris started it yet? 
I did, yeah. I mean, but I'm I'm I slow. I would say you characterize the right way. I've I've read maybe sixty pages, maybe. But hmm. like that was a few other day. I read. I sat down, read okay. something. It's just sitting in my comic room, and I haven't picked it back up. Right. Yeah. It's been a couple of days since I've since I flipped through it. Um, so I was thinking about something to cleanse the palate with, and I before I start something else, I wanted to finish something that I that I had started, and um, I picked this up at New York Comic Con. Fist stick knife gun, which oh. is. Uh, Illustrated. It's adapted by Jamar Nicholas, and uh, it is the he adapted Jeffrey Canada's Fistic Knife Gun: A Personal History of Violence. And I thought it might have been a um, kind of an autobiography, but basically, it's just about Canada living in the Bronx and in Brooklyn on Union Avenue, and 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 how he grew up with the other boys on the block. In the uh, in the fifties and sixties, where you had to man up, you had to be tough. If if you were challenged to a fight, you know you had to fight. There was no running away. There was no running to your mom. There was you know you had to make sure you could stand your ground. And and if if necessary, if if you someone needed your help, basically just make sure that you know. And then you could kind of graduate to the next group as you got older. Otherwise, you know, you'd still kind of be left behind because with, with, with the younger kids who, who weren't challenged, who weren't. And it, I mean, this started when you were like six, seven, eight years old, and you had to toughen up. Uh, Jeffrey Canada, for anybody who's not familiar, is um, president and CEO of the Harlem Children's Zone, which I, I remember seeing his uh, his profiles on like 60 Minutes and CNN, and, and basically it's it's uh, this documentary right now called Waiting for Superman, which it's which oh, I haven't yeah. seen yet. But I've heard it's, about uh, that. Yeah, and, and I've seen the trailer. The trailer is great, but uh, I'll probably see it eventually. There are there are some schools that kind of basically hold a lottery to see if your child can go to that school, and and it's got its. It's got people that support, and it's got its detractors. And I'm, depending on the day, I kind of fluctuate where I stand on it. But I do, um, I, I applaud the effort. And it, there are people, there are kids out there that that can't go to school because of violence. Because of, you know, you don't know what day's going, what's going to happen during the day. You know, someone could pull a knife on you. So, I mean, there, when I went to high school, we didn't have metal detectors. A couple of years after I graduated, metal detectors went in. And it, it just, it baffles my mind that you need metal detectors to get into a school. Yeah, and right. um, I just, I don't get it at all. But I, 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 I brought Oh, you're all crackly. I, I, violence has been around centuries and and this is no different uh it the the art jamar's art is is great i haven't the the original book is about not quite 200 pages so i read the first chapter thanks to amazon's read it now ability on their site and and basically the first the first chapter is pretty much exactly what jamar does in the first chapter of the um of the graphic novel, we'll call it, and it it seems to be, you know, where where it's the art is it it, it works. It's not it's not cartoony, 
and it's not it's not realistic in that sense, but it's it's uh, I, I feel for kids on the street. I, Jeffrey is is one of four kids. Um, dad left, so mom is just struggling to to raise them, and uh, we don't get you know, we don't get a lot of info on the brothers. There, there, there was one brother who had his jacket taken from him on the way back from uh, from the supermarket and mom told him you go back and you get your jacket I can't afford to buy you another jacket you you stand up for yourself and you get back what's yours and he did he went out and he and his second older brother went out and, and, and he came back an hour or so later and he was wearing his jacket jacket was found and uh, or retained re- re- retrieved and, and it's um we don't know exactly how he got the jacket back, but mom was very strict, very tough, and she had to make sure that her sons would stand up for themselves. And the other kids in the neighborhood were definitely um, everybody. It was it was definitely a support system. Nobody nobody beat up on anybody just to beat them up or to be a bully. Everybody. It, it was basically just to make sure you could go forward in life it was just it was a rite of passage i guess and it's it's not the kind of of world that i grew up in but i'm aware of it and and uh i'm pretty sure growing up spending a lot of time as a youngster in the bronx that renee and and her brother can tell me that that these are things that actually happened even though it was years later after the stories in here but it's um I, i know farrell asked me about it when i mentioned that I picked it up at the convention. He didn't order it the month it was solicited, but um, was interested in my take on it. I I will say I recommend it, but it's not it, it's not a it, it's hard to say. I mean, we, we have, it, it's not box office poison. It's not blankets. It's not one of those stories where God. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an autobiography in that sense where you know, it's it's slice of life. You know, it, it's just it's it's really hard for me to kind of put it in words. But it's it was um, I thought it was it's it's a good read. Sounds uh, I, sounds it, a little too real because it's it, it, well it's, it is it's, it's getting you a little tongue tied and that's not something uh, that's not a hole in which you usually fall. Right, because I I do read my comics to escape, so I don't I don't tend to to focus on things like this but mm-hmm. um it's every once in a while i like to venture in in into these worlds and, yeah. and it's it's uh it's it's something i would recommend i like i said i don't know how many people i could give this to and say you know this is what it was like back in the day or it's it's weird i if, if anybody has read the original book i'd say yes read this um it's just it's I like I like Jamar's art, so it's it's definitely it has that going for it. I don't know if I'm I really don't know if I'm going to go out and read Canada's book, uh, mm-hmm. but it's I, I kind of feel like I don't have to after after reading this, but it's it's um it it was it's just it's it's it kind of goes he'll he'll talk about later on in in junior high and then he'll kind of he'll he'll uh, 
like right before he goes to college, he'll go back and he'll talk about when he was younger playing um playing basketball with Mike who was kind of like his his mentor and his his another not he was a little older than his older brother, so he got to hang out with him on Saturday mornings and then there was um there was Sorry. there was Kevin who uh who he played chess with. I mean there was one guy who showed up who um who was a drug runner and he was running down the street and he had his gun out and everybody else ducked except Jeffrey ran into the apartment and you know, Jeffrey almost got shot except the the runner realized that his gun was pointed at at a kid and put the gun away and like jetted out the side of the, of the building and, and Jeffrey went back outside where everybody was kind of just it was almost like nothing had happened nothing disrupted the evening and everybody was kind of Kicking on Jeffrey, like, why didn't you duck? Everybody knows you're supposed to duck. You see somebody <laughs> coming with a gun, you're not, you don't run towards the guy or run in another direction. You get shot in the back. You just, you know, you're supposed to duck. And Jeffrey's trying to figure out how did I know I was supposed to duck? Nobody told me to duck, and he didn't. At that, it, everything I guess kind of went dark. He didn't see what everybody else was doing, so he just he he did what his reflex was. And it it's just it's these little things where you just you um you find things out as you go along and luckily he was able to to learn and and adapt and and you know he's able to grow up and do what he does now whereas you do have you know we talked about other other kids from the block who either ended up paralyzed or killed or you know just i don't even want to say it was over stupid shit like somebody walking out of a liquor store bumping into somebody else going you know why are you in my face and then there's a gunfight these were just things that that happened on the block, and and it wasn't right. uh, there wasn't anything stupid about it. This was just the world they lived Shit in. Everybody yeah. kind of yeah, and then you just got to be tough. So there were um, I, I I did like it. I would I I guess I would recommend it. It's just it's kind of hard for me to say if you like this, then you'll like this. But it's it's something I'm I'm glad I picked it up and I'm glad I read. Yeah, you were pretty excited when you bought that. Yeah, because I got you, to meet the dude who drew it. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. You stood there and we were talked. Like, David yeah. went over there. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we the the um actually we we were there Friday when when I first when we were at the convention Friday Thursday night the night before. Uh, Renee and I were at Barnes and Noble, and this was this book was on an end cap at the bookstore, and with the um the heading on the end cap was in the media, and uh, and it was. It was stacked up next to other books like uh, like Halo, so it was. They were basically the end cap was about books adapted from other media. But um, we were flipping through it. I flipped through it. I showed it to Renee. She thought it was pretty cool looking. And then and then that's when I saw the cover at the convention and and Jamar sitting at the table. I was like, well, all right, you know. It was kind of just one of those things where the stars were aligned. So I was like, no. So I was glad I did get over. Talk to him for a little bit, tell him about uh, where I saw it. He was interested because he did know that Barnes & Noble was showcasing it. Not every store that, that he's heard about or he's been to, I guess, was, but um, he was happy to hear that our little, not so little store, but our our store in, in our town was uh, had it on display. But no, yeah, I was, I was glad I got to meet him. You said, I got to have this. I got to <laughs> have it. Got to have it, yeah. <laughs> and he did a little sketch and signed it to Renee. So that was yes, nice. he did. Cool. How is Renee? She's good. She's a little sleepy right now. A little sleepy. A little sleepy. 
But she's happy we're off tomorrow. Work it out for the recording. There you go. <laughs> I'll come so by. I'm so peppy. I'll come by later. Wake her up. That's you do that. <laughs> it's a special fragrance. Uh, that sounds she's awesome. I'm gonna have to look that up, David. Yeah, I'm sure I sold people on it. I, you, I, I, you well, you sold me. Yeah. Cool, Christopher. You might want to go baste your bird now. Oh, oh, no. oh Jesus! Because <laughs> I want to talk about magic. Want to talk about yeah. magic? Magic what? Not not the magic, good kind. Magic beans. No, the not nasty, gathering. the nasty evil black kind. Oh, nasty! Because that 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 kind of hoodoo takes center yeah, stage black magic. in the books that I read for this week. Fake the funk on the nasty dunk. Oh, they are published by Viz Signature. The uh, oversized edition, similar to Pluto and uh, 20th Century Boys, which means they're uh, $12.99. Beautiful French in flaps, clay coated covers. They're outstanding. The, the production uh, on these books is great. Uh, story and art by Q Hayashida. I read two volumes, the first and the second of a series, a recently published series. This is new. You can get on the ground floor on this called Doro Hedoro. Did Chris leave? No, I'm right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure you didn't leave. No, uh, no, it's just, no, it's just sitting. I was shifting in my seat. Okay. Uh, Doro Hedoro is the story of two dimensions. Count them. The first is a realm rife with magic where these malevolent masked sorcerers and they're schooled in the art of transmogrification. Can you say that? Trans, I could say transmogrification, but... Uh, oh, see, I pronounce things weird. <laughs> you know me. Transmogrification. And they like leap Alex across... Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> these, these nasty magic users leap across this dimensional doorway to the second world, affectionately called the Hole, where they practice their dark arts on the petrified populace, and they mold the faces and the bodies of these these victims into grotesque human-animal abominations. So you have this this society of people who live in fear of sorcerers popping up, giving them animal heads or turning their bodies into squids and just they they just ply their they practice it's it's like going to the the driving range uh albeit with human beings as as balls uh and hayashida portrays magic in dor hor, dor mm, doro hedoro in a very unique way it's really cool how it's done uh magic use whether it originates from the fingertips or say various body openings is depicted as this inky black stream of smoke it's uh, it's 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 unique is what it is but unlike stephen strange's uh say pyrotechnics this is dark magic of the blackest kind because the origins of this stuff is in the very bowels of hell itself the devil they all kowtow to the devil uh, and the, the use of this magic produces a residue. When, when they cast their spells, it, it actually looks like pepper, uh, black pepper in the air. Uh, there, there are scenes where you'll see a sorcerer with the old Doctor Strange bent hand, finger splayed position, and, and the, the stuff actually streams from their fingertips. But in other instances, they'll grab somebody by the shoulders and just breathe on them. And it's like they're vomiting black pepper smoke at the people but the 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 granules 
become trapped in the atmosphere of this magic. The, the little tiny magic molecules get trapped in the atmosphere, and which causes rain to be very troublesome and dangerous. Be, uh, the magical byproduct becomes so concentrated in the atmosphere that once a year, an instance the denizens of the whole affectionately have dubbed Night of the Living Dead, the stuff reanimates the deceased. Once a year, the dead rise from their graves, and they proceed to do what dead people are wont to do. They walk the earth, craving human flesh, and eating people, and causing chaos, and which requires uh, squads of these officially sanctioned cleaners to go out and just mow down the dead. And they actually have a contest in the book. It's pretty cool. The, the dead bodies before they're buried are tagged with this little uh, placard or kind of plate and the the person who collects the most plates wins something so it's like the, death race 2000 meets black magic right but that's this these are just like incidental things in the book that's right i'm just really, trying to follow along yeah right right it's not really what the book is about the, this world like orkstein it's uh uh hayashida is world building this is a very unique place or pair of places uh be, the sorcerers in the world of dohoro Doro Hedoro. I gotta get that right. Doro Hedoro. They wear masks. All the sort. You can tell a sorcerer if he's coming at you, he's got a mask on. And these masks are crafted by the devil himself. In the first volume, you get a bonus story, uh, exclusive to the, the volume where we're offered a glimpse into the process. Uh, the, the sorcerers have to off, offer tribute to Old Scratch in exchange for new headgear. There's two doors, a left and a right, and you get your high-level sorcerers have to go through one door, and your up-and-comers go through the other. And depending on the quality of the tribute, they get their mask. And it's this bizarre Rube Goldberg nightmare of absurdity. They have a machine, and they're, they're almost on a conveyor belt. And these are the low-level sorcerers. And depending on how they, they uh, have performed with their tribute... They either get mangled to shit or they get a half decent mask, but uh, it's it's really neatly, very cool uh, way that sh uh, the author does this. But let's set up the characters. So at the top of the sorcerer food chain, you have a man named N. That's E N, uh, spiky-haired megalomaniac whose mask resembles, uh, let's say, what one would look like if their facial skin was ripped from the bridge of the nose down. Any of you see the Dead Hate the Living? Low-budget zombie movie. There's a zombie in there that... Uh, well, picture Swamp Thing. You know how Swamp Thing has like basically nothing from the that, that yeah. bridge of the nose down with the teeth? That's how this guy looks, only it's it looks like just mangled and desiccated skin, but it's really a mask. He's not a pretty sight. Uh, and uh, he's become increasingly agitated because his sorcerers are being systematically eradicated by a pair of people from the hole. And that's our main characters, Cayman and Nikaido. One's a man, one's a woman. Oh boy, is she a woman. You got Cayman. And from the very name, you're probably guessing what this guy resembles. He, he's a, yes, he's a once human victim of one of N sorcerers who suffers from the savage dragon syndrome. He has no idea who he is. He has no idea how he was murdered or who did the deed. Blank slate, tabula rasa. He only knows that a magic user 
was the one that done the deed. He, he was mutilated and disfigured, and his headless body was found in an alley, only to be reanimated. But his missing head was replaced by that of a huge lizard. Visually, the character is striking. He wears black leather. Uh, it's almost like uh, the designs you would see in Kevin O'Neill's uh, Martial Law. You know how O'Neill did those, those crazy-ass leather costumes, like Martial Law himself? Sure. Kind of looks like that, but with a lizard head. It's very neat. Uh, he, uh, kind of like does, my junior prom date. Here's where, <laughs> here's where the story gets really cool. So you got a huge lizard man questioning his existence. How did I get this way? He He has an entity living in his throat. Okay. So like a uh, like a parasite. Not very clear. Could be a a spirit, could be oh. an actual physical entity. They don't re- there's it's it's surreal in that aspect. They don't really say how this person came to live in in a being's throat. Uh but but what he does is is when he when he accosts a sorcerer, he'll completely engulf their head with his mouth. Which they have nowhere to look but down his gullet, okay? And then they, they see the, the being living in his throat, and the being will inspect them and either deem them not the one or the one. So the being is looking for something, and Cayman is the vessel. And uh, if they are not the one, they, uh, their, their existence is not very lengthy, They'll, they'll, Cayman will just rip the hell out of them, uh, cut their heads off, or just, he just, he just destroys them because they're sorcerers. And the thing is, in this world, magic is tied to the source. If the source of the magic is eradicated, the spell dissipates. So therefore, he's trying to find the dude that did this to him, and if he kills him, he will return back to his human form. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's a long-standing uh, trope in a lot of uh, horror and 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 uh, mm-hmm. you know stories it, like. It know, doesn't you, make you, a like, whole lot of sense. Of the family to end the curse. That's yeah. the thing. You know? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, though, does it? I mean, if you have the power well, to turn somebody right, you know, if you have the power to turn somebody's like head into a lizard, right? you, know, you kill the head werewolf of the family, and it, yeah. You know, to, but uh, aiding Cayman in his uh, quest for vengeance is his buxom buddy, Nikaido. Visually, she's the manga answer to Bill Ward's Torchy by way of Jack Kirby's Barda. She's a big-boned, busty, blonde-haired, blue-eyed cook. How big-boned are we talking? Oh, uh, we're talking big-boned. She's a Not brute. having it. He's no, no, no. It's not like China <laughs> brutish. She, she's, she's muscular, and she's very... They're not huge wombos. They're 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 good size. They're ample. Compared to Power Girl for me. About the same. <laughs> nah, I'm not having it. Well, okay. But well, uh so and she uh as a cook, she she owns a restaurant called the Hungry Bug and she specializes in gyoza, which, as Hillary Barter will tell you, are known as what? Pot stickers. She makes like oh, yeah, that's right. the, these, them, these delectable pot stickers, and uh, but I mean she can take care of herself in a scrap. She's she's a, a a very very able fighter, but she harbors a secret that could very well put an end to her friendship with Cayman, and that's all I'm going to say about that. But volumes one and two, all they do is is they showcase Cayman's quest for answers. They uh, the author artist 
just delineates the mechanics of this these two worlds how the sorcerers work how they get their powers how they they implement them and it's just wall-to-wall non-stop visceral splatterpunk action mm-hmm. it, it, obviously it's a mature rated series it, it does tend to get very messy uh, there's violence constant violence nudity obscene language decapitations zombie buffets there's an intestine tug of war it's nasty uh, but I mean, it, it's all here, and it, and it's all wonderful. It's it's such a joy to read this. And you would think, man, this must be a depressing, downbeat, just brutal piece of work. It, there's actually a lot of humor in this book. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, now the inevitable question with manga is always how 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 big is this series? I have no idea. Um, okay. I have seen reports of an eighth volume for this. So, I mean, it, 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 whether th- it was an old report, I don't know. But, it, I mean, I know there's at least going to be eight of them. But, see, that's not a factor in me starting to read a, a manga series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if I if I dig on the, the premise and the characters, I'll just keep reading. Like One Piece. Sure. You, you're in for a pound on that one. Pound and a half, yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, but uh, N sends out operatives to kill Cayman and Nikaido. And they're some of the most visually arresting characters in the book. You have a sorcerer named Shin who wears a mask, obviously, but it's crafted from a human heart. It's really neat. And you can see the arteries like on the top of his head, but he wears the mask backwards just to piss off his boss because the end is very rigid he's he's like well top of the food chain he wants things done the way he wants them done and you have this and uh shin has a death wish he's he's a bit of a masochist he wants to be in situations where uh his life is at risk he he likes the thrill you know the the danger uh and he has a partner named noi who looks visually like a hulking luchador in s&m gear very brutish person but again with this uh, character there's another there's another twist i'm not going to spill it but it's very funny when it happens and you do not expect it and it's that's part of the 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 comedic uh angle of these books that you you have this woman named ibisu who tried to take out cayman and failed and got her face shredded just her face was just her facial skin was basically hanging off she she wears a skull mask and her her normal face looked like her mask it was just disgusting just her eyes hanging out she's half dead and uh uh noi has the power to heal which is one of the funniest thing in things in the book because this abisu gets eaten by zombies turned into the one of the living dead and she has to be constantly healed and from being healed and revived all these times she goes crazy she's like touched in the head and she does it's like delirium from sandman just doing these outlandish these stupid things like in the middle of a battle she's trying to eat the people on her side and they're they're pushing her away and trying to fight and it's just very slapstick and and the book like i said it's it's very violent so she leavens that kind of brutality with a lot of humor so don't think it's all you know uh just uh 
a uh, the manga equivalent of a slasher movie. There, there's a lot of depth in this thing. And uh, another one of the more heartwarming aspects, the relationship between Kamen and Nikaido is really touching. Like, they, they basically have no reason to stay together, but there's something that there's a bond there, and you'll find out what it is somewhere along the second volume. It, it, it's really cool. Um, but visually, Doro Hidoro is like this delicious mix of martial law era Kevin O'Neill and, like I said, the crazy-ass costumes and that visual chaos. There's a little bit of Bisley. Simon oh, Bisley's yeah? kind of splatter, splatter, mm-hmm. scratchy blacks. There's a, a, a Clive Barker air to this thing like nightbreed-esque character design the characters are phenomenally well designed there's a a sorcerer who crafts these mindless dolls uh in a very unique way i won't say that because it's part of the adventure and um his name's turkey and as you guessed he he wears a padded uniform and for his mask it's his head's basically jammed up a turkey Picture that. That is a surreal visual treat to me to see a character walking around with a turkey for a head. I mean, only the you you would not see that in too many American comics. They mm-hmm. the the author is willing to try anything, and that's that's another thing I love about this this series. It's so unpredictable. Um, you you have these stunning color sections. Which is another unique thing about this. Most of these Viz Select uh, signature books are all black and white. They're color sections in this thing. And the palette is... Uh, has, has anyone read um, Skin? Brendan McCarthy's book, uh, Skin? No. The, no. The, color, the color palette is a lot like uh, the one he used in there. It looks to be painted in acrylics because you can see the texture... Of some of the colors it's really neat and right. uh, there's a lot of dry brushing in it so you get the uh, with acrylics naturally if you let the previous color dry and then go over with it with a dry brush you'll get the texture of the brush strokes in in the color it's really neat um, and here's the surprise these books were written and drawn by a woman why is that surprising all the time Q Hayashida is a woman and this, I mean, I don't want to get into the gender, uh, the uh, cliche gender roles, but I would not have expected a woman to to dole out this kind of chaos. You know, there, there, was, a, there was a thread on the forum about uh, talking about comics in the next, I don't know, five or ten years. And, and one of the things that, that I think I'd mentioned is that... Y- you're going to see more and more women working in all facets of comics, and in five or ten years, you won't even notice it. It's going to be so commonplace. So mm-hmm. doesn't surprise me. Well, I mean, way back we talked about Le- Lisa Hannawalt's um, books, I Want You, and, mm-hmm. and if you did not know that they were written and drawn by a woman, I don't think you would have picked up on it because she she has the that gutter humor like a like a dude and and there's there's not um there are very few traces of femininity in that book i've told i've told you guys on our forum 
and and I I know that you guys don't know a, a few, but some of the forum members that that we have that yeah. because there are there are just you know just common whatever forum type names you know yeah. it's you know um you know x51 whatever um uh, we have several forum members that you would never know by their by their post or by their their avatars or names that they're that they're women and they are right and so well, I mean, we, we we've got a lot more women posters on the forum than than a lot of people would think or guess well gender is only physical i mean i always yeah. get into this uh yeah we see it at cons how how many how many female comic book fans do we see at cons now as opposed to uh, like very five or ten years ago right hey, that's crazy question though I'm just trying to get at what you're saying because I guess I'm a little like, are you saying that you're surprised it's a woman because of the nature of the illustrations and the content? Or are you saying it because of the uh, fact that most successfully transferred manga artists to the U.S. have been men? No, not not the latter, the former. Uh, Because when I think of, of women comic book artists, I think of Colleen Doran. Uh, that have a style that is not. It's, it's a pretty short list. Vince. Well, no, I just, I just want to. I'll use her as an example because she right. typifies what I, what I would expect to see from uh, a female illustrator. Uh, you know, sweeping lines, very, very beautiful, graceful lines. I'm not saying every woman should draw f- fruits basket. Or well, what about you know, like or Pia Archie, Guerra, right? Or, or I mean, Nicholas or, Scott or Nicholas Scott. Uh, I could, I could, yeah, I could Cooper, see, I could see the female aspect of Marianne Nicholas Scott's work, or yeah, but not Pia Guerra. No, I'm just saying, expectation-wise, I don't want to plug sure, sure, sure. plug gender into a a hole and say, well, Jesus, you're a woman, you have to draw pretty. That's not right. what I'm saying. This book is very explicit, and it's brutal, and it's visceral, and it's brutish and not at all i mean the 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 heart comes from the story not the art the art is very scratchy very immediate it's it's kind of bull in a china shop you cannot ignore the art it's it's forceful and it's it's everything that i don't think of when i think of female you know there's specific traits that female the connotation uh, comes with female and that's this book is not one of them as i was very surprised to learn that it was it was done by a woman and i I hope to hell i don't get flack for this because i'm not saying that all women should be barefoot and pregnant and make my dinner bitch women draw pretty no that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying that this is as far to the left of what i would expect a woman to right right right. i'll get you I yeah. And I love it. I loved every page of this thing. It, it, it's like epic, uh, comics way back when today. Yeah. That's, that's what it reads like. It reads like an epic series. I assumed you were, you were speaking of the former, not the latter when I asked the question. Cause I mean, obviously, if you talk about the parallel histories of manga and American comics, you know, I would say without question, the Japanese have been far more uh, open to uh, female creators. I mean, you have you know shoujo manga is obviously uh, into unto itself a massive uh, you know genre that 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 is largely driven by women creators and women consumers. So I just I, I assumed you meant the former, not the latter. But mm-hmm. just wanted to make sure because um, I I've been posting those lists of the um, 
in the uh, form thread of the you know the best of list that as they come out you know the you know New York Times best of and Amazon's best of and that sort of thing and the New York Times best of graphic novels this year uh, was. Um, uh, I think a drunken dream and other stories, mm-hmm. which is the uh, collection. It's a ten, it's a ten story anthology of uh, by Moto Hagio, Hagio. I don't know how to say her name, but mm-hmm. I guess she's considered the the founder of shoujo manga. And uh, and it's interesting because I I don't know that I would find my predisposition is that I don't think I'd enjoy much shoujo manga. You're but, not supposed to. Right, right. But yeah. but the fact that she's such a storied creator and that this is a anthology of her work and her presumably some of her best work. I'm very curious to give this book a try, but not sure if I would enjoy it. So I am curious if any of our listeners have tried her stuff or particularly read this book by Fanographics. I'd love to hear what they thought about it because I'm very curious about it, but I'm a little leery of ordering it set unseen. Um, right. An- another uh, female comic creator, Linda Barry. Hey. I almost the- bought a Linda Barry book today. Oh, the new one? Ah. Yeah. yeah, you should. You should buy it. Uh, well, you know, Borders had the 50% off one-day sale coupon today. Oh, yeah. Today. I took advantage of that bitch. I, well, I went to the Borders near my office to, to check it out, and I was all giddy. I uh, was looking at it. I almost bought the Linda Berry book, but I ended up uh, grabbing um, the second volume of the uh, Saga of the Swamp Thing hardcovers. Oh, nice. No, but then nice. I was going to go buy it, and it was... Um, this borders is like four store. It's like a four story borders in in a midtown uh, building, and I went to go to pay, and they're like, "Oh, sorry, these outlets, uh, these registers are closed. Only the main registers are open because of the sale." So I go to the main <laughs> registers, and there was probably 150 people on. So I just yeah, what a rip off! And but, did you know I signed up? This is just a, a, a I wicked, would be like, fuck you, a, never come wicked that. aside. I signed up for the borders uh, rewards plus yeah. thing. Now, did, and my mm. wife tells me that this is how oh, you most... You did the for pay thing? The, the, the extra 10%? Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. I, it was 20 bucks. I got $10 of border bucks uh, free for doing it. It's like, yeah, okay, because I'm going to eat up that, that $10 no problem with that extra 10%. Mm. But but here's, what, here's the kicker. My wife tells me this is how most stores operate. I was looking at my receipt today. I bought a $40 book, okay, Good. 50% off. Drops it down to twenty bucks, right? And then I saw the extra ten percent applied to the post coupon yeah, discount. What the hell is that shit? It's an additional ten percent off the yeah. They, yeah, the but discount. it's it's not real ten percent then. No. Why don't they say that? We will give you a kind of sorta, maybe approximately up to ten percent. Like it's 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 not the true ten percent. That's crazy. Like, why don't they just add well, it to the coupon? Well, they say it, right? It's just that they account on the fact that most people don't do the math. They, 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 those sales are always an additional 10% off, which is they take 10% off whatever your bill is. Right. So, so I get yes. kicked in the balls for two bucks. Mathematically, it's not. People assume, oh, that means I'm getting 60% off. Well, no. You're getting 10% off whatever you're paying for it. So, yes, right. in that case, yeah. the 40 and becomes I, 20, and you're I getting I found that strange. That. Yeah. And um, my accountant uh, i.e. my wife she's awesome with money. <laughs> she she said well that's how most stores do it i was like ah yeah. that's jank that's nuts i don't like that yeah but that's well just... they do it because you get excited like you're getting more than you're actually getting exactly there's america yeah. but anyway Vince, you had mentioned something a couple times um and, and you know i'm actually interested in this now so i may check it out no promises oh you'll love it, may check love it. it out. did you ever read um, one second but, did you ever read the hellblade uh the hellraiser series from epic uh, back in the day, 
Clive Barker's movie, the movie, the movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They they did a series of prestige format uh, Hellraiser books. I think it went to issue eighteen or nineteen. And uh, that this Doro Hedoro would not be uh, would not stick out like a sore thumb in those books. Oh, see now that because I I find those movies very off putting. Really, I love Hellraiser. Wow, are the you first kidding? One? The first one, yeah, it's it's cringeworthy for me. Yeah, but, yeah well, the second so one's better. Yeah, the the, the first one one's better. Class. I didn't actually. Oh yeah, all, but, Jesus yeah, no, wept. I, I enjoyed what I saw. I think I've seen two of them. I I, I uh, no, I just. Well, I'm not, but I'm not speaking towards the content. I'm just talking about the quality of the art that appeared in oh, the Hellraiser series. Oh, okay. Well, I can't series. speak to the comics. I'm just talking. About yeah, the they were they were outstanding, but very dark, very disturbing. Uh, visceral, and that's Doro Hedoro. It, it, mm-hmm. it would not be out of place in an issue of Hellraiser. From well, you had mentioned you had mentioned a couple times Martial Law, mm-hmm. and isn't Top Shelf supposed to be reprinting all of the original Martial Law stuff? Somebody is, is. yeah, shelf? somebody. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if it's, it's Top, top shelf. shelf. Yeah, I, that's another one of those. You know, it's a fascinating thing. Maybe we could get like Chris Marshall could probably weigh in on this, but like. I notice this all the time because of the pre-ordering. These these collections that you would think is simply a matter of putting the stuff together and putting it out take forever after they're solicited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. what's yeah. the poster yeah. child for that? Never American flag. That, yeah, American look at how flag. long yeah. American flag took. Yeah, where, you know where is the second hardcover for American flag? I don't know. Look out! I mean, if you go by how long the first one took out, you're, you're still under the yeah. wire for the uh, second one. Still way, way. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, if you haven't read Martial Law, oh, dude. I've never, I've never read Martial Law. Oh, man, it's great. It's, I'm, it's I'm looking forward decon- to it. Deconstructivist superheroes mm-hmm. along the lines of, like, what Veach did with, with Brat Pack. Yeah, and Watchmen. Well, around the same time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's Kevin O'Neill. Yeah. My God. Well, I yeah. do like the Kevin O'Neill. Yeah, and he was. Yeah, I don't think there's one artist who hasn't really expanded upon his style over the years. I mean, the uh, the stuff he's doing with Alan Moore now. uh, What's the year for the latest league? Oh, the new one's coming out in April. Yeah, it'll be league what nineteen sixty nine. Is that is that it? Yeah, but the the league stuff is not all that dissimilar from the uh the martial law work. Cool. And he did a lot of work for the Hellraiser books too. Kevin, Kevin so there's, there's another Kevin reason why. Stuff. Hell yeah. I I love his stuff. It's yeah. Oh. Did you know back in the day he was banned from working at DC? Really? Yeah. He he was what? one of the because of his style. Yeah, really he, he, fascinating. He, he, he could, and that's weird because he Didn't did that he do, Green did Lantern he, thing. Well, yeah, he did the Green yeah. Lantern thing. With yeah, Alan, yeah, with Alan Moore. Yeah, like, but, yeah, that's the he was banned from DC. Yet yeah, uh, he was the artist that uh, you know was he did uh, the background work for their biggest blockbuster seller of however many of the last years. And here's another uh, Kevin O'Neill tie-in in Doro Hidoro, This Cayman character wears a gas mask. And visually, he is very reminiscent of Kevin O'Neill's Nemesis the Warlock for mm-hmm. uh, Fleetway Quality, 2080. The, mm-hmm. from, from a distance, uh, in silhouette, the characters look a lot alike. There's another Kevin O'Neill tie-in. Well, we are go. just full of continuity this time. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, I strongly, strongly recommend Doro Hedoro. 
Drunk. When I know you have when you when I know you have a long soliloquy coming ahead of time, I was I was I'm never sure quite sure whether it's gonna be something I can groove <laughs> on or not. But, uh, this one was good, man. I like this one. Sounds appealing. Yeah. You, you sold this one well. I carved half a turkey too. <laughs> there you go. I, I I live to serve. Nice. <laughs> and I was listening. What else we got? Come on, let's 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 extend this one out because you know what? We have I, all the time in the world this time. I don't know if I want to talk about this. The, the, I don't want to bogart either. If if anyone has anything what if, else that they would talk about, um, I can I can I can hold off on this one. No, you need to bogart because this is that special holiday episode. People are looking for things to do. There's nothing on TV tomorrow. I, right? I think I discovered. <laughs> I think I discovered of. Yeah, but there's football all day, dude. That's what I mean. Um, there's nothing. Uh, I'm gonna be busy cooking and and watching football. Uh, I found I found a Vince book before Vince did. I think. Ooh, what do we have here? Um, it is uh, it is from Fanographics. It was on a best of list for 2010, and I was like, I have not read that. I must uh, I must try and find that. Um, have you read King of King of the Flies? No, I I, I I want it. It's but it's uh, good, bastard. It's 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 really good. It's uh first. Why of all, is it good? Tell me. Uh, from presence uh, from a presentation standpoint, it is oversized. It is hardcover. Um, it is beautifully packaged. The the paper quality is top notch. So it gets the Chris Neesman paper dork um, nod of approval. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know, let me. I mean, I just want to interject. Whenever huh? we get paper samples, I still get paper samples at the house. Oh, sure. Whenever, whenever I crack open the envelope, uh, the packages, I always think of you. It's a goddamn curse. <laughs> I'll feel the paper. I'll be like, oh, Chris would love this. Oh, <laughs> I'm right. so, so toothy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this, uh, um, for for all of that wonderful paper and hardcoveredness and oversizedness, uh, retails for eighteen ninety nine. So it's it's not uh, it's not incredibly overpriced. Now to uh, to right. Who is that? Yeah, oh my God. Jason, Jason just pulled a Chris. He's like, I'm gonna go carve my turkey while he's talking about this shit. Um, um Yeah. Uh, this first one. This okay. Um, King of the Flies. Is as far as I understand it, is uh, a three-part series. This is the first of three, and this first one uh, is called um, Hollow Rave, as in Halloween and Rave. Um, that's the first. That's actually the first story. Uh, it's it, it's King of the Flies, King of the Flies one, and it has several different stories throughout it. Each story is probably six or eight pages and the first one is called Hallow Rave and it takes place Halloween night and it's about three, you can't call them friends, but three kind of disenchanted youth that are going to a rave out in the middle of nowhere on Halloween. And um, the the one the one character that we kind of keep coming back to in the book, um, he dresses up in um, uh, basically just a big fly head. And nice. Yeah, it's. I'm seeing it. This this book is so you um, think um, think Charles Burns meets EC Comics 
meets the dark side of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And David Cronenberg. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, th- there's, there's an immediate reference to the Lord of the Flies in this, um, from this, um, kind of, you know, asshole early twenties hipster douchebag, um, who is kind of the main, the main character. I mean, the, the, the people, it's, okay, and stray bullets. I forgot to throw in the stray, the stray bullets because the people in this book are, incredibly flawed i haven't found anyone that i really like yet i'm I'm about three quarters of the way through it um no one no one is incredibly likable in this but they're interesting if you know what i mean sure Um, like like stray bullets like stray bullets everyone is flawed there are little glimmers of um of of hope in in some of the characters, but most of the characters are pretty irreprehensible. Um, it is uh, it's odd. It is an odd book. It is it is almost impossible for me to describe, except you know on those you know those comparisons to Charles Burns and it, it kind of a modern day EC comics and Sal, I, Sal and I were looking at it uh, together at work and um if when you look at the panel layouts I was like you know yeah it's got this Charles Burns vibe and he's like yeah there's something else there you know we're looking at it and if you look at the panel layouts the um the narration and inner monologue it's all like nine panel grid and all of the all of the the inner monologue and dialogue or not dialogue uh inner dialogue in narration is set up at the top in a white box and you're looking at it and he's like man that that's like ec comics and i was like holy shit it is you look at the layout and you know how ec how all the ec comics were set up like that where you had the the panel of amazing art but then it had that whole little paragraph of exposition up at the top you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's it's the it's the same exact style of layout here. They're they're tapping into they're tapping into EC Comics big time in this. But imagine that fast forward with a a, a weird Charles Burns David Laugham sensibility of just like you know totally disconnected drug addled youth and guys in their you know going through midlife crisis and all sorts of different sexual tension and crime and crazy it's yeah it's it vince you will be able to describe this book so much better than i will whenever you get it but this is i'm reading this i'm like vince is gonna fucking love this shit wow yeah it's it's really good uh creative team or or oh, um mezzo and Piros. um it's a m e z z o is the uh, first name and Piros. it's p i r u s i'm probably butchered that name um hmm. but um yeah yeah so there it's kind of the uh, uh the hip single name um creator guys just one name so wow. yeah it's uh yeah more more great stuff from fanographics of course. Here's a uh, little tidbit. You mentioned Charles Burns is crossed out. Did you yeah. know that that has been recently bootlegged? What? what? Yeah. A uh, one of my favorite um art 
Hamics companies, uh, French actually, Le Dernier Cree. They, they publish, uh, Hopital Brute. This, this art brute kind of grotesque. They specialize in the grotesque. Uh, they've published Mike Diana and Matt Brinkman, uh, and they have a stable of artists that just do the absolutely disgusting work, but it's gorgeous. Uh, a lot of silkscreen work, a lot of hands-on stuff. Uh, they bootlegged Charles Burns crossed out. It's called Johnny 23. And, uh, they, they reformatted it. I mean, they, it took a lot of work to do what they did. Uh, it's a new cover based on some illustrations Burns has done. I don't know if, if Burns, th- this may be a nudge, nudge, wink, wink kind of thing from Burns. He may have uh, officially, uh, signed off on this and not let anybody know, I guess. But I mean, the, the hubbub is that they bootlegged Burns's, uh, crossed hmm. out. They, they even re- reformatted the page layout too. It's, it's more of a horizontal. Where, uh, we know crossed out to be a, a long vertical. vertical. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's kind of neat that, uh, a work could be, could strike that hard so soon that it's being bootlegged in, in other countries. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Leave it to the French. I don't know if yeah. neat or cool the way I would describe that. I mean, no, oh, no, it's, but, right, right. But I mean, I've seen well, this report on sort a, of immediate impact is that's, yeah. that's, impressive i've seen this reported on a couple of um comics blogs but never with any kind of response from burns which makes me wonder i mean you would think that i mean if he was if my work got bootlegged you know and i didn't get anything back from it i'd be like this is an outrage and i haven't i haven't read any outrage from burns so you never know but i just thought it was uh, worthy of 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 mentioning he's awesome yeah he is that's, and that's immediately what I thought of whenever I picked this up. I was like, wow, it's a really nice Charles Burns vibe. But there's, I mean, there's other, it's not, it's not a, cha- a you know, straight Charles Burns ripoff. It's, um, um, yeah, it's, it's maybe, it's darker than, than Burns' stuff. It, it really, it, yeah, it's Charles Burns meets Stray Bullets. Cool. Yeah. Another, another artist that really hasn't expanded upon their style since the, uh, their initial offerings, Charles Burns. I mean, he may have. Well, I think he has. It's still the same approach, though. Like, uh, yeah, look okay. at, look at. Uh, say, but you look, you look uh, at X'd Out and look at look at Black Hole. I mean, there's different. There's yeah, there's pretty yeah, major differences much. in style there. Oh, I don't think so. I think. But, so. I mean, color aside, uh, he, he did no. he did leave a little more room for the color in this, but. Black, it's still the same technique, like the, the sawtooth shading style with the... Yeah, but it's not as pronounced. I don't think he goes as, as crazy with that, with that technique. We will agree to disagree. Because yeah. oh. I love you so much. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I may be seeing something you don't and vice versa, but... I think cool. it's a little cleaner. I don't, I don't, yeah, he's not, I don't think it's as shadowed, but, I you know, see, I, think... I don't see how Burns can get any more clean. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> he's pretty but, clinical. But, well, yeah, it, I don't think it's as it's as dark. I think he's kind of okay. Uh, it, it's which, not as heavily right, which, shadowed, which could have been because he knew he was formatting his art for color. So, yeah, Perhaps. maybe. Yeah, and, and maybe. you said he, he's left more room for the color. So, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Neat, David. You awake? I am here, man. Hit us I with some stuff. Is. I think he's snoozing. What's it. good? What's going on in Marvel? In Marvel world? Who, who, what's happening? Who, who, what's happening who, in the six one six player? 
Yeah, because yeah. I'm I'm pretty much I've I've sold my condo there, and I'm I'm renting a small. I cannot room. fucking <laughs> wait to get my hands on on Chaos War Alpha Flight Number One. I cannot. I, wait. I don't. Wow. I think I. Yeah, I did. I, I um because I didn't I didn't order it from from DCBS, so I told my aunt if if she's out and and she sees it to grab it for me. Did Friday she sent me an email and she said she liked the cover. Of Batman Inc. number one, so she picked it up. Mm. Yeah, that's right. There you go. That's cool. I don't think she read it, but she okay. liked the cover. So I, I, but I don't know which cover she's talking about until I, until I get it. But uh, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. I, I, I actually heard it's a lot of fun. I think Kate I am interested in reading that. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Oh, wait a minute. I, I saw, I saw it as a perfect exit point. <laughs> Oh, like, I've, I've heard a lot of people say that uh, if if you if you're a fan and you stuck through all the Morris and Batman stuff, that this is finally for those that are a little less tolerant of his um, dalliances into the uh, you know into the avant garde. That this is the Batman book that he promised at the beginning of the series, which is a you know a, a, a you know a, a a more outgoing, adventuresome Batman, you know, more like a debonair kind of guy. Uh, that kind of pisses so. me off. I was like Ben. Just like okay, if you if you can if you can just hang on for four years. <laughs> oh, God, years. Uh, but, <laughs> no, that's. I don't think he's being dis disingenuous. Yeah, no, I don't no, think he's pulling a fast like, one over you. It's been four years. Yeah, I know. But yeah. it's Morrison. He he works and? on a on a grand scale. Uh, I got to say, I dig the premise. I mean, I, that's well, actually I uh, when I was doing my DCBS order, I that is the only. Because um, I dropped Batman and Robin um, after uh, Morrison left that. Yep. This is the only oh, Batman. What's that? Uh, you, you stuck with it a hell of a lot longer than I did then. I know. I, no, I, I think sure. the word David used was, yep. Oh, uh, yeah. I, but I was going to say, this is the only Bat book. Um, I also dropped Birds of Prey again, and if you consider that a Bat uh, book. And, um, anyway, the point me... is, is it, Batman Inc. is the only Batman ongoing that I'm ordering. I, I, I may buy. Europa when it's finished, but I'm what assuming about detective? it's detective. You're 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 a jock guy, aren't you? Um, <laughs> I am a I, I love jocking losers, but I I I wasn't sure how Jacques' style would translate into Batman, so I, oh, I need cool. to see that. But to be honest with you, I'm I, I'm not I've never been a big enough Batman fan to yeah. read his ongoing stuff, and in my ever my new penchant to try and get rid of as many ongoings as possible. I'm just I'm waiting. But I'm going to treat Batman the same way I do a lot of other uh, DC works. If 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 an arc gets a lot of buzz, if people like you or other people I know that read a lot of DC say, "Hey, that's a really fun arc," I'm just going to pick up the trade. But I, I don't like Batman. It's not something I need to read every issue that comes out. Um, so um, mm. I've been hearing great things about Batgirl actually. So I, I made Batgirl's I'm, really I'm, good. I'm reading that in trade. I'm not getting that. Yeah, I may pick up those trades because I keep hearing how yeah. great that is. So that first trade yeah. was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but no, oh, I like I, the idea I, of Batman being out there and, and Dustin Wynn fan who's on art now. Yeah, on Batgirl. Yeah, nice. really nice. Let me ask one question before you proceed. Mm -hmm. What's the premise of Batman Incorporated? He's That's just get at. Li licensing he's, his. He's out of the closet, though. Oh, okay. Because um, I, yeah, I was going to ask, not, how's it any different? Not all, it's not it's like an Iron Man thing. Whereas, yeah. whereas Marvel always thought Tony Stark was funding Iron Man. Batman Bruce Wayne is now out of uh, as as the is the financial backer of Batman. He he doesn't said he's Batman, but he wow. he is now to the world as being the guy who is behind Batman and, and pays for him. 
Yeah. Right. Wow. So the the only difference yeah, I, between sorry, Vince, sorry, sorry spoilers. I, I spoilers. Have said, okay. The premise of Batman Inc. I would. Well, I'm sure people. Point. I'm sure yeah. people know. But I mean, that so, was in the so, solicit, so I don't know that I'm giving anything away. But I guess a lot yeah, of people don't read yeah, solicit. Yeah. So right. So the only difference between Batman Incorporated and the old status quo is he's just being semi above board about it. Well, well, no, because he's, a, he's, a, he's opening up franchises. Right. Batman Incorporated specifically is a book where Morrison is showing he, Batman and Bruce is out um, institutionalizing the concept of Batman all across the world. Hmm. So, like, all the Bat-related characters in the U.S. now work for Batman Incorporated. Uh, Knight and Squire yeah. are part of Batman Incorporated. In, in the first issue, I haven't read it, but as I understand it, he goes to Japan and he finds and incorporates the Japanese version of himself. So, And, you know, as you know, Morrison's been playing with that concept that there are these Batman-like right. uh, heroes all across the world of their own doing. And he's sort of seeking them out and formalizing them into a, into a worldwide web of, of, of crime fighting. Okay. It just sounds to me, based on what I'm hearing, that the only, not the only, but the major difference is now it's on paper. Because Bruce always funded uh, a pack it's of pu it's, pub it's public now. Right. Right. It's, right. It's, I mean, you, you mean. It's like. Um, Oracle yeah, it's, it's, and right. John Paul. He, he, yeah, yeah he, he's, he's Tony Stark of Stark Enterprises or Stark Industries before people knew that he was Iron Man, where it's everyone knew that, that Iron Man worked for Tony Stark. Well, now people know Stark that Stark. Batman, quote unquote, works for Wayne Enterprises. Hmm. Yeah. I, I haven't progressed past the first uh, Hack Slash Omnibus. I finished it, but uh, so I don't know what's in subsequent volumes, but. Didn't Cassie Hack do something similar to this? Wasn't wasn't she uh, um, loaning out the the uh, you know this uh, serial killer uh, job to to anyone who would take it at one point? You have to ask Tim Seeley. I I I, I remember hearing or, or reading somewhere that that Cassie Hack was doing that too. Before, I mean, this Batman series, prior. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, see, I'm 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 still in I'm still in the first, the first omnibuy and reading the, awesome. the my my first uh, my first maniac the uh, the year one story which is really good yeah. by the way. Do you see the cover to the Cassie Hack Bomb Queen thing? Jesus, <laughs> unbelievable! Is it uh, so far out there? Yeah, I'm gonna buy it. I don't yeah. care. Hey, did uh, any uh, of you any of yeah. you all, uh, read the uh, the Ant Man um, Wasp? Ant Man and the Wasp. No, yeah, yeah. did. Mm -hmm. How'd you like it? Um, yeah, you know, I, I, um, no, no. I mean, you're putting me in a tough spot because I, 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 I think highly of the people involved in the book. I, I, I just don't. The thought was fine. I mean, it was it just an average. It, it, I buy, you know, let's say eighty to a hundred comics a month. It was middle of the stack. Okay. It yeah. Yeah. It was just. It was. It was a decent first issue of a Ant-Man and Hank Pym story. Yeah. And Seely wrote that too, right? He wrote it and drew it, yeah. Oh, boy. I didn't know he wrote it or he drew it. Yep, yeah. wrote and drew it. Oh, I'm going to have to look that up because mm -hmm. I like yeah. his work a lot. Yeah, it's, 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 it looks good. So, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, Jay. I, I enjoyed it. I felt it was, you know, worth my, worth my investment. You know? Yeah, and it's no disrespect to Seeley. The real issue for me is that I, and I've on record as this, I'm not a huge fan of that character. Oh, uh, O'Grady? 
Yeah, I'm not a big Ogre really? fan. Really? Yeah, David, David loves really? him. I'm man. No. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm with you, David. I, I just, uh, I never, I didn't like, I, I, I didn't get the love for the Irredeemable Ant-Man ongoing. I don't prefer him in the Thunderbolts. I, I would just as soon not read him, so, um, you know, that, really? that, it's, it's really more about not as, caring. As, as a Deadpool fan, this shocks me. They're nothing alike. Yeah, seriously. It's... No, but I, I think Chris is commenting on the flawed aspect of the character. The, the well, you know, but uh... one is just a douche. The other one is <laughs> yeah. Like O'Grady's yeah. not portrayed as a funny guy. He's portrayed as just an, yeah. an unlikable guy. He's a, he's slacker, as Chris would say, funny. slacker douchebag. He's a yeah, yeah. hipster slack slacker douchebag. Yeah, um, exactly. But he's, He's like but, a dude I see, you know, begging for change before he drops and in, uh, hops into his convertible Mercedes to go home on the, you know, down in Soho. Yeah. You know, it's it's not it's. There's not people that do that, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm describing. Yeah, that's. I'm saying that's that's a reality. Well, of I don't. Legal. I don't need to read about them. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Well, you know, it's. I I think I think Eric O'Grady wants to be a hero, though he wants to be a good guy. He just doesn't quite know how. And I think that's I think that's interesting. You're right. I think it's interesting. Yeah. Um, he may I look I mean but you know, look, Eric O'Grady is a made up character on fictional yeah. books. He wants to be whatever the writer of the okay. day wants him to be. Well, I mean I, okay. You know. Yeah, I mean that's everything that we talk about though. Right, but that's what I'm saying. I mean I don't know that we have enough body of work with Eric O'Grady to really say that he wants to be anything. I mean he's all we know about him is he's sort of an antagonistic thorn in people's side that mm. slowly but surely is figuring out how to be a real hero. But you know, kind of like a fuck with the mouth. <laughs> no, see that's exactly. But like yeah. Deadpool's insane. He doesn't want to be a hero. He I was just, just gonna ask. Yeah, does yeah. he ever? I mean, he doesn't have aspirations to to save. No, the day not at all. Stress. I mean, he's literally insane. I mean, that's the to me the. And again, I'm again I talk about. I I'm very much on record as saying Deadpool because of the nature of the character. He can be written. There's a fine line between what I deem to be very entertaining Deadpool and very annoying Deadpool. Okay. Uh, I would say half the books out, if not more than half, that are out by Marvel right now are in the annoying camp. I don't think a lot of guys write him well. And again, I'm sure mileage may vary. I'm sure that some of the portrayals I think are awesome. Other people might not prefer because he's written. Pre- when when you have extreme characters, I think the writers then are challenged because there isn't like there aren't tried and true characteristics like you know some people make Deadpool just off the charts try and be off the charts funny where everything he says is a joke and you know then that's hard I mean I think it's in the same it's a totally different character but it's similar to when people write Spider-Man right like Mm -hmm. you can write Spider-Man part of Spider-Man is that he's going to be cracking jokes while he's beating the villain's ass that's I think you have to have that as part of the character that said if you the writer aren't very funny or quippy (laughs) um you can make Spider-Man seem pretty corny or annoying or out of character, whereas a good writer who's quick-witted and, and in the pace can really make Sp- Spider-Man pop. And I think it's the same thing with Deadpool. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, when, when Joe Kelly gets a hold of him, you know, you read him, and, and at least I, I find him really amusing and, and, uh, uh, and captivating. When many people, if not most, write him, I think it's skews to the idea of pure kitsch and ergo not really very entertaining. So ergo. I for one am all for totally agree. Them getting back to one or two Deadpool books, you know, and I have from the beginning. I I have not read Well you can vote to have one killed off now. Well it's uh, interesting you bring that up because Liefeld has been blowing Marvel up over that. 
um, you know, he was he was when they when they announced that poll, he said that he thought it was odd because he was always under the impression when he was hired that Deadpool team up was to be uh, sorry uh, that um, that uh, the Deadpool core was to be a twelve issue uh, series from the start, and then he has slowly but surely. And today he posted he's spoken to every creator involved in that series, and every creator from the start was told that that was to be a twelve issue series. So his point is that Marvel is doing a marketing shenanigans right now. That the book was canceled after twelve and was always going to be a twelve issue series. So it's just hmm. them trying to be clever and do a marketing ploy when they've already had it set for it, 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 so 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 don't be surprised uh whenever deadpool core is the one that's canceled is what you're saying or both right which is what they're oh. saying it's really going to happen i gotta it's admit dead. his covers yeah. uh i think they're for deadpool core they're hot he's doing some good work like that that blue chick on that last cover with the huh. that was pretty good stuff and it i i like him yeah well you know i, I mean i'm i'm a i'm a rob fan so david you you're a gape your guess? <laughs> no, you said the blue chick. Like I'm just thinking of Star Trek and things like that. I just, you know, of all the, with the blue chick on the cover, it was just, it was, it was a funny moment. Okay. Well, Vince's, uh, Vince's Marvel, uh, Marvel skills okay. are not his. His knives aren't sharp anymore. So. Yeah, I didn't know who the blue chick was. Who was? Who is she? Do we know? Uh, I haven't seen the latest cover. I don't think. Okay. I think it came out last week. Yeah, I haven't gotten that issue yet. Two things. Um, two. Yes, two. O'Grady's okay in my book because the dude rode around in the nether regions of Ms. Marvel, watched her take a shower. Oh, come on. Yeah, that's my other issue. He violated my girl. He's a player. Yeah, you're good. (laughs) Okay, that's your girl. Speaking of my girl, has anybody seen the cover to Fantastic Four 5? What is it? 85? Released today? published it? No. Namor and Susie. And they underwater, and she's grabbing his leg, and she's on her knees, and grabbing his what? Alan, he's underwater. because he's underwater, there's bubbles, man. No, I, it's funny you, pra- you praise that though, because every Alan time Davis. we talk about Fantastic Four, Alan you Davis. get all fired up about how it's it that that what makes that book special, and what a lot of writers can't capture is that <laughs> it's a family, and their family first, and that and, and yet. To me, the thing that's always bothered me, the Sue Namor thing has always bothered me. I have never understood that because I people take read the task all the time about how he doesn't pay as much attention to Susie as it it's, should. It's kind and, of the the Jane and and Logan Green thing, thing which I have always hated as well. I've always hated that as well. Um, I I as a happily married man, I don't get how you can root for the family dynamic of that book needing to be integral and then also praise the idea that she wants to fuck Namor. I don't get that. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying Alan Davis draws hot women. That's what I'm saying. He does, but you he were does. saying oh, she was on her knees. Oh, she is. Baby, baby, please. I'm not saying yeah. my. Is Namor striking with his, his buffness? And I'm face. saying look at Susie's on her knees. That's what I'm saying. It's very, and he's, uh, Alan Davis draws Susie a little bit too meaty up top. Little not bit, possible. the breasts are a little too big. Alan but, Davis does not ever uh, miss uh, it. It's, it's a nice no. cover, and I'll tell you, I, this, this countdown to casualty <laughs> thing, it better not be Susie. If they if they know what's good for them, it better not be. Yeah, who do you think oh no, because they couldn't. Because if they kill one of the Fantastic Four, that person would never come back. Who do you guys think it'll be? No, I'm not saying that. I just don't want them tampering with the with Susie. You you to vote protecting your girl. I'm not going to vote. Quick no. vote. No. Oh, come on. Death in the family. Kill one of your children. 
Go ahead. I can't pick. I think it's going to be uh I think it's going to be uh human torch. It'll be John. It'll be Johnny. I can see it being, can see it being human torch. I think Johnny's the the most expendable. I mean, there yeah, none yeah, of them. That's my thing too. It's like, yeah. would anybody really miss Johnny? I wouldn't. I would. You know, I, who I would Spider-Man team up with? I'd like to see them get back to kind of the the earlier Marvel team up days where he and Spidey were buddies. I don't think they do that enough. They've been pushing that. Um, I know Ultimate Spider-Man. They're um, roommates in Spider-Man. Uh, good for them, um, but wow, I think the, the hatred in the, in the, in the, in the real the yes, you could read I, a comic today. Every month, you could read a comic where Human Torch and Spidey team up. I mean, yeah, but I, I'm not going to do that, and you know why. So, in the real books, <laughs> oh, right, if they could get back to because it's not canon. I would, I would, I would love continuity. Bendis. This is Bendis writing it. It's like, it's, yeah, I would, really. I would love this book if only it was available for me to read. Oh, it is. Yeah, see, but like, there's, yeah. even in the Ultimate, I mean, they're dicking with. Death bullshit now, like the death of Spider-Man. I, that that's no. Nah. I'm viewing that as death of the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, I'm thinking. I, I agree with is it, you. Is it time? Is it time to just put a nail in it? It's been time for about three years. In my yeah, opinion. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Just, yeah, just the, the, the experiment kind of ran its course. And, just let well, Ultimate X keep going, and I'll be happy. Oh, when it comes out, dude, it's bi-monthly. It's coming out bi-monthly. The last one is like four months old. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's been. I there, mean, I'll wait sorry. for it. I, I'll let them take a year between issues. I don't care. I just, I want it. I'm the judging for it. The last issue had Angel on the cover. That was a long time ago. Okay. Yeah, Art Adams is making Alan Davis look fast. <laughs> oh. Synappy. Well, he is. <laughs> well, Alan Davis has a, has, has a cover a month, and, and he's got, you know. With Susie. That's, that's real with month. Susie. Yeah. So, yeah, so. Yeah. Makes Tony Moore look fast, maybe. Hey, now. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Now we're just getting oh, angry. No. And, it's, and it's holiday time, too. That's not right. People are talking about slow. I'm like, where the hell Alan Davis come from? I don't know him to be too slow. Anyway. Uh, no, that's, that's true. He's not. It's like he, he makes talk. sort of himself as being slow sometimes. He says he doesn't like to do a monthly book, but... But I don't remember, know that he's got. I don't know that he's missed too many deadlines. I just think he doesn't prefer to do a monthly book. Remember the right. good old days when we got a string of Alan uh, Davis books like Excalibur, yeah. just like every month, just gorgeous. I was thinking Alan about that, Davis. dude. Like the Halcyon time for me was Excalibur, Alpha Flight, and it was just because like you got these art, like it was just all, and they came out all the time. Like that was at a time where you didn't think twice about these. Like these guys just did books, you know. Yep. And um, you know, I, I know a while ago I was making fun of of DC's seeming seeming desire to hand. Uh, uh, pencilers writing gigs but to be fair because I was doing that obviously having prejudged and having not read the books to be fair some of my favorite times in Marvel was the same thing right I mean Simonson writing Thor and oh, drawing burn, it burn, yeah. burn in Alpha Flight and, 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 and Alan Davis with Excalibur so yeah. you know I shouldn't be as quick to, to, to write it off without actually giving it a try because all those books have I have wonderful memories of them no I don't know if I went I back I don't want to write, read a Tony Daniel book well, or look at a Tony Daniel book. Uh, oh. I, I, the pinnacle of Alan Davis for me is, I think it's issue 16 of Excalibur, the uh, Burroughs Barsoom thing with Nightcrawler, where he was uh, in the guise of John Carter, World yeah. of Mars. Oh, oh, yeah. That issue is amazing. Now, with got, the, with, with that, the hot the tub? Oh, man. What? Have you read the uh, the new... Um, um, World of Mars. Yes, I have. Yes, yes, I have. All right. For free, and that's 
pretty much all I'd pay for it. Yeah, I was gonna say best left. Yeah. best left said about that. Less said about yeah, that. I, I haven't I haven't read it yet, so okay, guess yeah. I won't. Uh, <laughs> it's continuing to fortify that if it doesn't have the boys on the cover, dynamite ain't so dynamite. Oh shoot! <laughs> yeah, I mean it it does adhere pretty strictly to the the um, the source material, but I just think visually it's kind of. It's kind of bland. Yeah, it's kind of bland. Speaking of that, I did want to give a shout-out to... Um, I'm only halfway through it, but uh, I was listening to it because, uh, as you guys know, I'm a big fan of the Sidebar podcast. Um, Swain! And, yep, and, uh, and well, don't forget Adrian, our man Inazuma Tiger, a regular on the forums. Hell yeah. Uh, but, oh, but, uh, 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 oh, I didn't did know that. not know stuff. that. Oh, oh my God. Adrian, yeah, Adrian is... Yeah. <laughs> David, yeah, say it again. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, oh, so Adrian, now it all makes sense. Okay, go. Adrian's who waited twice. Who's their um, guest uh, recently? Well, as I was going to say, the, the episode I'm listening to now, their their special guest is none other than our man Braxton. Woo-woo. Ooh, oh, so, really? I love Braxton yeah. and hate him at the same time. I know. No, so it's awesome. So, so the four of them are just sitting around shooting the shit, and uh, they're in the middle of uh, of talking about. Um, the process of, of storytelling in comics. And it's a fascinating discussion, again, as someone who's not an artist, to hear artists speak so intelligently on the process and what really gets them going is really, really fun to listen to. Um, and they were, as I had to get off the bus to head home, I, I so I turned the episode off, but they were just in the middle of gushing about Buscema and uh, his ability to, uh, to to tell stories. And uh, so I, I, I got to give him a shout out. It's I, I don't know offhand what episode number it is, but it's the latest one. Um, that came out a couple days ago, and again, it uh, it features Braxton, our our man, and uh, and and the sidebar dude. So definitely uh, worth a listen. It was it's a pretty fun conversation. So self taught Braxton, yeah, self taught son of a bitch. Yes, how he could draw like that, but out of nowhere. I mean, I remember Brr. what was it like two two years ago? He was like, "Can you guys take a look at my work? Maybe give me a tip or something." Mm. And look at this shit he's doing now. You want to kill him? It was only two years ago, really. I'm saying yeah. like two. Oh, I, God, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, really? maybe, maybe two because, years. Yeah, those those things he's doing for all of us with the with the the the, the movie villains. Yeah. Oh, they're awesome. They I mean, are. they're fucking amazing. I I would have thought he's been drawing for twenty years. Whoa, no. Wait, wait, what's he doing? Dude, why don't you take your PMs, dude? I don't know, I'm 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 dude. in the dark here. What's going on? He 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 offered us. He picked three movie bad guys, movie villains, and he will pick one of the three to draw for you. God he's damn it. He sent us them. PMs? He sent us PMs. He's, he he threw it out on the forum, Jesus. and then after he, he he offered it up, he sent us a PM saying that he's also offering it to the host. Well, I, didn't, yeah. I have to go me, check me my shit. Me and Wood jumped on it, but yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I got to check my shit. Maybe you don't realize, Vince, that he's going by the name Bronze now on the forum. Do you know that? Maybe yes. that's why you did Yes, I, 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 I know, I know why, but that that's a story for yeah, yeah. Off, off, off air. Off I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, cool. All right. Sure. I'll get on that. I'm sorry. Okay. sorry. And it's in the drawing board too. So it's sorry, bronze. Don't find if you don't find the. Uh, I check that out. It's in the drawing board. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't usually go there either. I'm sorry. Oh my god. Not enough time in the day. I got to administrate the website. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing all the, the hard work, the heavy lifting. That's true. Yeah. Rock melt, tweeting and Facebook. Oh, here's yeah. I was going pretty crazy today, wasn't I? <laughs> oh, if you know, when we record this show, I am very reluctant to open up anything other than our recording software and Skype because 
browsers traditionally are processor hogs and they yes. chew up a lot of resources. I opened up Rockmelt three times during this recording and it didn't slow anything down. I didn't even notice it was open. Too, because it automatically logs into your social network. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And David informed me that Rockmelt is built on the Chrome. Uh, yeah, the engine, Chrome. It is. Which, which is cool. It's backed by Antreason, who, for those that don't know, created the very first web browser. Right. Mosaic, and then went on to make his first set of fortune with Netscape, and then... Netscape. Yeah. Well, as of, then, but. as of today, David was kind enough to shoot me the... Uh, uh, send me the, the uh, three... The invite link or Three invite link, yeah, thing. Uh, as of today, I've used it for, what, 12 hours? Most of the day, Roughly yeah. most of the day. Uh, big thumbs up. I like yeah, I it a lot. lot. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah. If if yeah. any if uh, if anyone needs an invite, I might be able to help you out. I have one too. So if you want an invite, I will send you one. Yeah. Chris, do you have this browser? What what is the browser again? Rock, Rock Melt. Melt. Rock Melt. No, no. It, it's, it's, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Firefox guy. Oh, this is better. I am too. No, I don't know. No, see, I don't, don't be so quick with it. It's better. It's, it is better. It's, I think it's an alternate. I don't. I don't find it better, but I do like it. When I, I can't, I can't use it here at home. When I use it at work, I, I use it as, as a secondary browser. Why can't you use it at home? I'm not running uh, Mac 10.5. Yeah, you need to be to use. I don't. I'm, I'm on a Windows machine myself, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I use it at work on, on my Windows PC, but here I'm, I'm running the OS 10.4, and it needs 10.5 or higher. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. I, I installed the Rockmelt. Windows version at work, and I installed the Mac version at home. The Mac version even has more bells and whistles. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to play Sweet. with it. Sweet. So yeah, if you're looking for another browser, try this Rock Melt thing. Really good. And if you're if you're uh, knee deep in the Twitter and the Facebook, this is made for it's, you. It really is designed for for more than social. Yes, network. yes, that's true. Yeah. If you're not I mean, a social if, media, if you just yeah. right, then yeah, you can just go with Chrome. But yeah. Uh, you right. can you can go to to their site and and request an invite to to the beta or if if uh, if you're on Facebook and you do request one. What happened was I noticed Equinox Chris Chavez was was requesting one, and when I signed on with it, it showed me who my friends in Facebook were that that had requested an invite. So I I just I shot him one mm -hmm. of my. So oh, that's pretty. That, that's where the hell's he been? I don't know. He hasn't been on the forums in any time. I know. He's right. got him busy. It pops up like every so often in the monkey room, but he doesn't. I no don't, excuse. Maybe he's just not. No, I'm not saying there is, but I, maybe he's and, just like, like like Dan, you know, maybe just not up to date on a lot I'm of the comments, so he doesn't. Right, right, right. Dan is busy though with work. So. He is Morpheus. He only pops up when absolutely necessary. But <laughs> if you would like to encounter these people, you can find them at our forum at bullpenbulletinspodcast.com forward slash thing uh, forum. There you go, and we'll, we'll be really glad to have you. But uh, and since I am the the digital social butterfly now with the Facebook and the and the Twitter, guess guess the who Facebook and the Twittering. Guess who friended me on Facebook? Foghat, Gary, Gary Panther friended yes! me. Yes, really? yes. I was like, ah, this is awesome. Of course, I I had to ask him, but he still did it. It's so cute that you're excited about it. Like I. I'm so sick of fucking friend things. Yeah, you got to be careful. <laughs> got to be careful because there's some people who, yeah, yeah, okay. No, it and isn't even that. I'm saying, like, I remember how excited I was with the first few, like, quote-unquote celebrities that were my friends. Yeah. <laughs> it, to me, at least, it got old quick. 
Larry okay. Martyrs, my friend, on Facebook. As yeah, mine as well. Yeah. But yeah. It does, I'm saying like it. Yeah, I'm glad you're excited. I am excited. <laughs> I could, say, I'm happy yeah. for you. Hey, you know, I'm at a cocktail party, right? Which I don't go wrong, to, right? Right. So, it, it, you know, these conversations. Did you know that Gary Panner's my friend? I don't have to say on Facebook, Gary Panner's my friend. Yeah, hey, so they're doing sad. something so right. They're absolutely they, they 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 forced Google to give every employee a ten percent raise to keep them from leaving to go to Facebook. So they're doing something right. Yeah, really? oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh, nice. Mm. Let's talk more and, comics. And the thousand dollar bonus, right? Yeah. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk more comics because we got lots of time. Uh, What's it that he had a couple little things? Ooh, I heard ooh, too much. Ooh, wait, can I just say something real quick? Please do. Yes. I had to do some catch up on a series. Uh, thankfully, it was only three issues. We talked about the first. Um, geez, must be like 20 or 30 episodes back. I read issues two and three. The, and, and you know me for the cloak and dagger crime, uh, slicing. I absolutely adored Last Days of American Crime. Yeah, that's really that's cool. series. Oh, yeah, very good. Yeah, no, very, but, very good. but the, I mean, the bar was set really high with the first issue because and we, we talked about it. We all enjoyed it. Issues two and three are even better than the first and it wraps up and it's not one of the typical, endings associated with that kind of of fiction it's actually well yeah. i won't say anything but i i liked it a, a lot and holy mackerel the art by greg Toccini yeah, crazy nailed this really good it's yeah, sexy as yeah. when they well, how you say it Tokini? Uh, Kini, yeah. i should know that because that's italian isn't it it is the the section where the uh they throw the the black woman out the of over the balcony that's sexy as hell dude not the throwing part, but just just his his ability to to uh, master the human anatomy. Oh, it's and the paint, the colors, gorgeous, it, and it's so loose. I, this, I, I need a hardcover of this. You know, as as these as these this next generation of writers that that have started to break into the mainstream and get some big books, um, start to build up a resume. I have to say, uh, for me, Remender's hit rate is way high compared. Excuse me, compared to some of these other guys that, well, oh, yeah. some other guys I've loved some of their stuff, been men's and men's and some of the other stuff, maybe not like, but with Ray Mender, like pretty much still almost everything I've read of his that he's done in a lot of different genres, I really enjoy. And well, Ray's uh, a good writer, and he's a nice no, absolutely, But I'm saying, like, his hit rate main, it just continues to be very high, and, and even though he does different genres, so I, I gotta really give him some yeah. props. And congrats to him as well, because Uncanny X Force was the number one book, uh, this past month. So. Yeah. Oh, it's good true. for him. Off, yeah. Also, congratulations to Radical for um, making the rest of their crap look oh, good shit. with, with oh, last days of this. You're going to get a couple people angry. <laughs> I know, that's why I said it. No, one in particular. Uh, no uh, Hotwire. That's, that's Vince's publisher of the year, I'm sure. Radical, thank you for publishing Hotwire and Last Days of American Crime because the rest of your stuff would not even be noticed by me. I'm sorry. Oops. Yeah, I, I just I, I, I want to see I want to fire up Bob, get him all fired up. I read eight the Bob, I, I pre Bob's eight, eight radical series, the first at least the first issue, and I've enjoyed exactly two of them. Yep. How's the paper quality? Oh, it's awesome. Okay. Production Production's values on the radical, awesome. yeah. yeah, very. Yeah, high, yeah I mean sure. they're just. They're I just, think it's it's almost movie deals. Sure. Last Days of American Crime will probably be a movie or something. And it would make Vince, an awesome fair, movie. I, knowing you the way we do, I, to me, radicals. Like joking aside about it being the movie stuff because they don't they don't actually apologize for that. I think I, I'm not surprised that a lot of what they put out um, doesn't float your boat because 
the art choice that they've made is very I think probably because they're doing it largely as a you know movie storyboard is very very hyper realistic and painterly and that's not your cup of tea because it doesn't I, I have like painterly tea. as evidence. No, but by I'm this. saying you've. It, I don't think and the reason I don't like a lot of stuff is I don't. I think it looks very stiff. It's pedestrian. It looks, it doesn't, yeah, it's just, it doesn't have life. And and I know that you you you'd prefer a much raw. Shit. You're, yeah. you're much more you're much more apologetic to artists that are you know raw even sometimes completely expressionistic if they're. If they're tr- if they have energy to their lines, gotta, I gotta, would take emotion. emotion to it. I would take emotion over ability any day. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's where yeah. the disconnect comes to you versus someone like a like you know Bob Rito who we're, talk- we we're just you know joking about, but he he really is a big radical fan. I know. I think just... all above for him. I think he's on the other end of the spectrum. He really likes that hyper realistic looking, hyper detailed work. Um and and uh you know at regardless of of you know whether it's just sort of. You know, in my opinion, a little bit on the on the stiff side. I mean, to me, when I read the radical stuff, largely I'm seeing like Alex Ross clones, and 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 I, I would say Alex Ross fan or not of Alex Ross, you know, people out there, um, you know, Alex's stuff is not the most dynamic stuff. It's no. it, it's uh it's 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 iconic. I think his stuff is iconic. The images, but they're not dynamic as a storytelling. You know, it's, it's just lots of different big splashy images. Um, and I, you know, again, I I'm on record. I I've liked a lot of Alex Ross's stuff, but I'm saying I don't think he's a very dynamic storyteller. Um, and I think that Radical takes that vein, and I understand why they make that choice, right? But it's I'm sure it appeals to some people. But I think probably the four of us collectively, although we don't have completely similar uh, tastes, I think we we all generally. Um, that type of style is further on the outside of the spectrum of things we really groove on, I think, collectively, and that's probably why we're not very yeah. Uh, yeah. complimentary to that publisher. Yeah, unless you're Steve Pugh. Then you can do no wrong. Oh, yeah. I'd love me yeah. some Steve Pugh. Oh, yeah. Yep. But you're right. That's a, yeah, Last Days of American Crime, is, that was yeah, good stuff. Fantastic. Whatever happened to, to Shark Man? <laughs> oh, long story. I don't even know all the details. Actually, it wasn't a long story. <laughs> uh, no, actually, <laughs> it, it, that hot. No, but it, it it's a long it it's the the uh, it actually was published at a number of companies. Mm-hmm. It got I think three three false starts, and then he yeah. just said he just said fuck it, I'm just gonna go do That's, something else. I guess. Disappointing because I really kind of liked it. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was I liked fun. it a lot. Sexy. Cool. Yep. I would love to meet a Steve Pugh woman, like in real life. Mm-hmm. Some oh, I I'd probably drool all over myself. Mm-hmm. Probably. Probably Don't yes, definitely. What else we got? Come on, get all fired up. Get, let's talk well, more comics. Quick on. Uh, I don't want to spend. It's perfect because I don't have. We don't have a lot of time. I don't want to spend a lot of time. Uh, we got lots of time. I, I caught up on um, all the GI Joe books. Every GI Joe book that's been printed uh, by wow. by uh, IDW in the last uh, really? few months. So I probably read. I'm adding to a account, but I'm guessing it was probably like twenty five, thirty issues that I read Oof. in the last week or two. I'm sorry, uh, Joe. A lot of Joe, a lot of Joe. Um, uh, you know, I mean, I'm a huge GI Joe fan. Um, I, I, I think it's it says a little something that I let that many issues stack up. You know, kind of. I, I was taking a break. Um, and I'm not just saying this because he listens to the show. Uh, to me, Robert, I mean, Atkins is the like He's not the cream even of the crop the there. class of the artists yep. doing yeah. the books right now. And and. And that is a, a good oh, and, and a bad... And, and, you know, hey, Antonio Fuso on G.I. Joe cover. Uh, yeah, no, I was going to say, I don't disagree with that. Unfortunately, Fuso, I don't know if he's doing other things in between or if he's got... I don't, But he hasn't been regular on Cobra. 
Yep. So uh, my understanding is he's so. Let me. T- I mean, so a couple things. Uh, let me just hit the, the, the main GI Joe series. The last time I think I talked about it before I let let them build up, I was complaining a bit um, that the art's awesome, but that the story was dragging. I thought that they were doing the mass device, and it was like twelve issues in there, so doing the mass device. Well, good news is Robert's art's fantastic still. Bad news is I think I just read through issue seventeen, and they're still doing the mass device. So, oh my god. Um, <laughs> You know, it's just like I mean, I, I just I don't I I just needed to I needed to go to another direction. Yeah. You know, I I just needed to kind of get there. Yeah. Um. But I'm going to keep reading that one again because I do find the art appealing. It is the main book, if you will. So I'll keep with that one. Um. I think we've been through hearts and minds. I had read the first two issues and we talked about them. I had left the last two stack up. I did read the other two just to get through the pile, and, and they're no they're no better. It's 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 bad shaking. I'm sorry. It's people. Oh. There there is such a thing as bad shaking, and, and we if you want to see it, it's hearts and minds. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and here's an example. Wanna, I'm just being I'm just being I'm being fair. Uh, being it's, real. It's a mess. And, and and the colorist. The, I don't know what, but it, it's it's the the it's just yeah. It's not it's. It's not a good look, um, but it was a four issue series, and that's over. So what's you know no 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 use crying over spilled milk. Um, the one I was probably most intrigued about, but had the lowest expectations, was the the new you know they picked up where they left off at the free comic book day. They did the issue oh the the worry and a half yeah, and then they've been going on from there. And theoretically, this book takes place right after the Marvel series ended. And I read the entire Marvel series, and I have them all in in trade as well. And I, it's written, this is written by Larry Hama, um, and it's just incomprehensible to me. I, 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 I cannot, I, I, I read five issues in a row. So you would think that like, it wasn't like a case of, well, it's written for the trade. I, I, I'm just not at all cogent on what the story is. I I really, I, they lost me. I lost the narrative. Maybe my fault, you know, maybe just, I was reading some of the other Joe books and they're all sort of in the same modern sense setting and this isn't, and maybe that, that just, I wasn't clicking with it. So it it could fully be my thing, not, 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 not their thing. I still worship the ground that Larry Hama walks on. Um, but, but, uh, but, uh, I dropped that book. That's, that's not going to be a book I continue reading. Um, GI Joe Cobra, which has been the class of the series, uh, the class of the line, Mm -hmm. From the start, I think, um, you know, the first, the first, we 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 gushed about that first arc with Chuckles, which was a miniseries, and then uh, we 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 gushed even more about that Tomax and Zaymot one shot. Um, since then, they've had another one shot, um, which Cooper's was special. which was not nearly it, the the actual comic story was fine. Um, it wasn't nearly as as fantastic as the the first one, but then yeah, they kind of rookie in with the whole prose thing. Right. My my issue with that, right, exactly. I would agree with you. The, the story basically is about Chameleon, which is an, uh, a new character that they've created yeah. for G.I. Joe Cobra. I, I thought the story itself was fine, and that, that's I think fine. is by Fuso. That's Fuso doing that, right? I think it is yep, Fuso doing it. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and, and that's that's absolutely a fine story, but that is a they charged five ninety nine for that book. That was, because it that was kind was of crappy. oversized one shot special, and it is twenty two pages of comic, and the rest is prose, and it's not just prose like an original prose piece, which you can almost defend. It is an excerpt from a prose work that's that's published elsewhere, like a novelization, and that is just outright highway robbery. IDW should be absolutely ashamed. Yeah. That is not five ninety nine. Well, uh, I, I it, that came out, and hey, I did a don't miss. I know that, you did on, on that issue, and whenever I whenever I picked that up, I was annoyed enough to take it off my pull list, and I will only buy GI Joe Cobra in trade now. 
Yeah, yep. yeah. Now, now then, so then G.G.I. Joe Cobra, uh, ongoing, the second arc actually departed from Chuckles to, for the most part and centered around another character who, um, who, uh, who Hawk brings in. He's basically an investigative reporter, private eye kind of guy, and they ask him to infiltrate another component of the Cobra, uh, conglomeration called the Coil. And it's an actually really cool concept. It's uh, basically the coil is effectively uh, a Scientology type of thing. You know, you're introduced to this guy who's the public face of the coil and the religion, and of course the the interviewer in the in the the mock TV show is accusing him of being a cult, and of course he's very articulate and says, "Well, no, you know that's crazy. We're not a cult. We, you know, we have people that 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 you know we we help people become better people." Blah blah. And he infiltrates it, and and you 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 kind of find out that uh, that 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 this is. I don't want to give away a lot of it because it's. I think it's worth reading, but it, it basically it it takes the concept of Serpentor and Galobulus, and. <laughs> Brings it into the real world of the G.I. Joe Cobra, the espionage, gritty, sort of real-life world that they're setting that book in. And it's pretty fascinating. And they do it by turning Serpentor and Galobulus into effectively a religious cult. You know, more like they're, they're icons for this, re- for this cult more than actually, you know, you know mutant creatures. Um, that is a book where I, I think this, unfortunately, as we've seen many times with licensed work, Loved that arc as a story. I thought the story was great. Um, I didn't mind the departure from the Chuckles thing at all. Really, really struggled with the art. Um, mm. Just, uh, just, just really like when I think when a lot of people, I think there's a lot of fans out there that avoid licensed comic work because they have a stereotype of what that means in terms of the art. And I unfortunately think that the second arc of G.I. Joe Cobra, as good as I found the story, I think is 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 it lives up to that stereotype, and that's a shame. Now the good news is the third arc of G.I. Joe Cobra is just starting, and that is back with the chuckle centric story and Antonio Fuso. So I, I expect that to be fantastic again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Cost so, Mike Costa and, and Chris Gage. Still, yeah, Costa engaged. I think Costa. Yeah. I, I could be wrong. I think Costa's just writing the third arc. Maybe it, it might be Costa engaged. But I think it's just Costa. So at the end of the day, I think it's been an uneven year, or at least half a year for for the IDW series. I think they do. They are suffering a bit from line expansion. I think they 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 could do well to tighten it back up. Um, I, I you know, and uh, and I certainly think for those that are looking to try one, it's got to be G.I. Joe Cobra. Um, but make sure it's. Fuso or on the art, if you know, and 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 if they're going to do two, I, I think the ongoing, the main ongoing one is still you know definitely worth it. But they need to get past Mass Device. I mean, it's we're a year and a half into it, and we're still forming the the Cobra team and and figuring out how to mass work. So it's just you know. So there cool. you go, Vince. There's some heat for you. That, that's a lot of heat. That's fire, but. I kind of petered out on the GI Joe too for a lot yeah, of you the, mentioned that, yeah yeah a lot of the same reasons it's just uh, when when you're kicking out four bucks a pop it's it's real easy to to let let go of that leash and, and just, yeah. just yeah. let them run away so yeah it's 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 a, it's a thing and it, it's going to be even more problematic in the future because like we said earlier in the show. Uh, there's a lot of books that are jumping up to 3.99, and you got to make your choices. But I, I think we're on the right track with the trade thing. So, yes, all right. Uh, should we call it a day? Or do you want to keep going? I'm good. I got turkey to carve. All right, you go carve your turkey, you familiar <laughs> boy. Happy Thanksgiving, uh, people. Happy Thanksgiving. This special 
holiday episode of 11 o'clock comics has been brought to you by discount comic book service dcbservice.com where you can find all your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge discounts 35 to 75 percent off certain uh, spotlighted books of the month um they have work new works by steve ditko a nice selection of picture box stuff a beautiful array of independent books under their first light program and they're just plain nice people and you're not going to pay anywhere Sarah. near retail dcbservice.com in your travels oh look at this we mentioned charles burns holy crap i have a box here with a book right on top oh. written by mr chip kid it's called oh. the Lear the learners yes it's a novel Mm -hmm. um, he does. He did venture into prose, and he designed the book too. And you can tell. I mean, that goes without saying. It's just a fantastic design. But the cover, drawn by Charles Burns. There you go. Bam. He's everywhere. Uh, but in your travels, don't read that. Uh, if you're, if you're, don't read that crap. No, read that, but don't. That's not what my in my in my travels thing. If you are in the mood for love, a <laughs> if you are in the mood for a superhero comic done right, something far above the cut of the typical disposable stuff we we encounter these days, read the weird world of Jack Staff. By Paul Grist, uh, it it is outstanding. It's it's amazing stuff. I wish more people were reading and talking about this, including myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to bring this should. up really soon because I awesome. I just love this book. Yeah, Weird World of Jack Staff, Paul Grist, Image Comics, yeah. month monthly. Yeah. Um, one that the the second trade came out ah, a month or so ago and it's going to be one of those series that you know is is now canceled and will just kind of like drift off into the comic book ether but i hope people um don't totally forget about it because i enjoyed it quite a bit um go pick up the first two volumes of the anchor by uh, phil hester and uh, and brian trill oh did, did a second mm -hmm. volume come out Second volume is out, yes. Okay, all right, cool. I'll, I'll yep. definitely get that. I think it may be the first. second and final volume of, uh, of okay. the anchor. And uh, on, uh, on, the, on the Phil Hester uh, note there, uh, tonight, I think, Wednesday yep. being tonight, yeah, it, it, is it, the it, it, premiere of uh, Fire Breather? Yep. Yeah. I recorded it, and I'll watch it this weekend. Yeah. And he's all over that. So congratulations, uh, Andy Kuhn and, and Phil Hester. Yes. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your travels, Vince mentioned it uh, not too long ago. I finally got my hands on it. Strange Tales Two. Woohoo! <laughs> so pretty. This is awesome on so many levels. We'll we'll, we'll have to talk about it again later. It's Shannon Wheeler, Red Skull. Yes. Oh my God, great stuff. Too much coffee, man. Yay! Can't wait to get that omnibus. Nice. And uh, in your travels, um. Don't buy into the stereotype, people. Give Artifacts by Top Cow a try. It's yeah. a lot of fun. It's beautiful to look at. And um, uh, three issues in, I'm having a blast with it. So it's it's, uh, it's 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 a treat. Give it a try. It's worth the three ninety nine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Uh, now that there's another image character on TV, is it safe to say that? 
um, images taken over the tube? How about uh, that? Taken over, but they, they, got a, <laughs> they got a nice little run going here. Yeah. Well, and, oh, and we didn't talk about it. I really like the fourth episode. That's what I was just going to bring it up. I said, oh, so wow. while we're at the tail end, uh-huh. and, you know, what? no, please. No, 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 no. I'm saying, did you see Entertainment Weekly named it the uh, best new show? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well what, what, which what, what I think happens? is very interesting because something I felt from the beginning is that comic book fans are going to they're going to judge this show so harshly. Sure, it's yeah. it, they're going like to pick ourselves. apart every, every. I'm talking about you guys are going to pick just, apart every sure. every little part of it, and it's very little wiggle room in there for that for that show to to find its feet. Is it perfect? God no. Oh, he's but, answering himself. But <laughs> but I enjoy it. But I enjoy it. Oh, so. Of course. Let me just ask you a question in baseball. That that um, average that they do, what would it be? I mean, well, so- no, no, just, uh, just three, humor three me. Out, three out of ten. Three out no. of ten means you're good. Humor me. What uh-huh. what is two home runs and and two two strikeouts? I was told oh. there would be no math. Well, no. Oh, what what, oh, what would that average be? Well. That would be a you hitting five hundred. Yeah, yeah. All right. That would that would be like MVP. So a slugging percentage, then it would be quite a hefty slugging percentage. Yeah. Well, so far, Walking Dead is batting a five hundred with me. Yeah, the, I, this, I thought the, the fourth the, episode the, the was Kirkman, great. The Kirkman written one, the 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 Vatos. Is that yeah. Vatos. Vatos. Live in an area where we're. I know. I I love those Vatos. I don't talk to the Vatos. Next time you see one, call a puta. If I'm not walking with the pit bulls, I don't talk to nobody or anything. No. Um, I'm a southerner. I I can't I can't speak Spanish. Chenga tu madre. No, you know it's. Uh, I, I was glad to see a a, a Kirkman penned episode, and, uh, and and there was some clunkiness in it, but uh, oh, yeah. uh, I thought it was. I, yeah, I thought it was good. And my God, the scene at the end, the the camp scene, uh, was so so similar to the scene in the comic, but you know it had its little differences in there. And poor Amy. Uh but man, was that? Uh, yeah. Um. I mean, I'm just I'm part of that group that that just expects more from the show than I think I'm getting. But but uh, no, I but think really, no, but, I, but in all honesty, I mean, I mean this. I, I'm not being I'm not saying this in the joking way that you. I, I genuinely mean that I'm super giddy that it's like doing so well because I, I number one I think it does give the show a chance to grow and I I do think as was pointed out in a forum this week there are a lot of shows that geeky shows that we. We covet or view the first four episodes of Battlestar Galactica were fucking terrible. Well, that's what I was getting at, right? Right? I mean, there, there and there were a lot of other. Oh, I wouldn't say so. that. The Benny no, series that, that, was fucking terrible. I'm just saying that the point is, is that people were making the point to me that that a lot of shows start off finding their feet, and if you give, yeah. if they get enough time, even shows like Seinfeld, you know, they were low, low rated, almost canceled, and then they ended up being Seinfeld. So, so I, I'm, I'm happy with that, but then I'm also happy because it is. No matter what, as I've said, this because Kirkman is such an open, outspoken advocate for creator-owned work, um, the reality of the situation is he is quickly on his way to becoming one of the wealthiest people in, in comics, and that's just oh, yeah. a simple fact of, yeah. the, of, of the show. And so <laughs> I genuinely believe he will use a portion of that newfound wealth 
to help make his Kirkman manifesto a potential reality. And I think yeah. that's nothing but good can come of that as a comic book fan who wants to see diversity in the medium. So I'm all for it. Um, Lori Holden nailed it. Huh? That that last scene, Lori Holden, she nailed it. That was there's a lot of motion in that last. Part. It, oh, is that Andrea? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. If, if you want, if you want to get a little chuckle and just kind of see how far they, you know, Walking Dead started in what, like, how many years ago? Six years ago. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Six ish years ago. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been rereading the series from issue one going forward. Right. Now, what you don't get in the collected editions are the letter columns. Right. right. So if you can. And, and I hope, I really hope that whenever they do the Walking Dead Weekly, that they print the original letter columns in there. Because going back and reading those, it was like, okay, guys, we made it to issue six. Thanks yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad so many of you are coming out and supporting the book and blah, blah, blah. If and we he keep does this that going, in, in we might get to too. issue 12. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it's such a small press attitude and sensibility you know really for the like the first 50 issues of that book and that's you know they got to that point it was you can see it in the letter columns that it's like oh wow it's where we're gonna make it i think we're gonna actually be able to produce this book for you know kind of as long as we Santa. want to but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and his uh his reindeer just came into my room but, but if they're smart they won't reprint the letter columns and chalk those weeklies full of as many ads for other image books as they possibly can. No, man, I love the letters. It's, yeah, go, you love them. But... Go, go back and read those because it just gives you such a very cool image of where that book was whenever, you know, in the first year. I mean, it was, yeah. they were they were hanging on for dear life in that first well, year. Well, if Walking Dead becomes the big to-do, maybe they'll do what uh, Dave Sim did and just publish a book, just letters. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah I love sure. stuff like that. Comics yeah. history, that's great. But yeah. I, I mean, I think smart money's on uh, pushing their other books to the people who have no idea that things exist. And I would like to thank Charlie Adlard for having very reasonably priced pages. For yeah. Guys. yeah. I got, I got mine today. It's mine is hanging up in my room now, my yep. gallery. So, yeah. yeah nice. It's a gallery of the wood. Um, Interesting thing talking about the the original art. Now I was aware of this before I ordered this, so it, I was not shocked or or disciplined yes. or anything. Um, make sure before you order original art, make sure you know what you're ordering size wise, because Charlie Adler, I think we may have talked about it. Adler um, reduced the size of his original so that he could keep up with the schedule. So yeah, they're, they're so. yeah, it's. Um, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's, it's like you they're know, like ten we, by fourteen, right? Because it's normally eleven by seventeen. Yeah, it's like the, 10 yeah, by 14. yeah. They're ten, 10 by fourteen, so um, still looks great, and and uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's very cool. But uh, yeah, I'm now now of course now I've got my Charlie Adler page. I'm hoping they get insanely expensive. <laughs> yeah. What what are the chances uh, Adler's um, Oni work is going to go up in value? Remember those books he did for Oni? I think one was called The yeah, Nobody. It doesn't usually work that way. Well, it would be nice. I wouldn't sell them because they're they're just good, but it would be yeah. cool for him. Mm-hmm. No, I mean I'm just wow. saying like it doesn't like even like as as Chris was saying like like it, even artists like legends like Busema and stuff like they're like if their their core stuff you know it just like it depends on the availability and the and just the how much people covet the property you know yeah 
yeah. Conan page affordable. Avengers page really yeah. fucking expensive. Yeah. So potty mouth. All right. What, David? Were you going to say something? I think we stepped on your your lovable frame there. Yeah. What did you think of episode <laughs> four? David? Um, I I did like it. I there were some parts where it was a little hard, just as far as story or or, or acting. But yeah, same. Um, I I've liked all the episodes so far. I didn't. I I didn't think the fourth episode was better than the second or third. I I've like them all equally so far. Was, I, I was wondering if I was going to feel something different or because Kirkman wrote it that it was going right. to be head and shoulders above the previous episodes, but it, it just it felt more the same. So I don't I, I didn't I didn't really feel his presence, so I wasn't sure what I was missing or what I wasn't getting. But it, it uh I, I'm I'm enjoying it still. I'm not uh good for you. That, yeah, you know, so there. So you got remember um when we originally talked about this, one of you said that Charlie Adlard oh it was Wood. I'm sorry. I don't want to take his because Chris stole his thunder, so I'm I'm gonna give it back. I'm like you too. I'm giving it back. But um, like Charles. Notice, notice how I um, mentioned that Sal made the EC connection on on that. Yeah, you did. Tonight. You did. Yeah, it's, uh, it's because he gives me shit, and now Wood gives me shit for not giving him they, credit they should. on the other but, show. So the Charlie Adler zombie was the one that I called the Ian Asbury zombie, the one with the the. Black straggly hair, the one that's yeah. in every commercial break, walking yes. towards the. Oh, is is that him still? Is that the one? I don't know if that's commercial? him. I'm saying that yeah, the think... one that's on the bus and then gets off the bus and then stares at him. Yeah, he's he's, he's on every. No, I think, no whenever they do I, I the right, you can you can win the walking. Or yeah, the staggering part on that was the other dude in the bus. That what that's not. Oh, Charlie one. Adler's the bald one. The balding no, one. No, 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 no. He's, he's he's got the black hair, but he doesn't. He he looked a little bit looked a little cleaner. A little bit more spiffier than than the guy. Because oh, I was, I was going to say the dude that did the that Ian Asbury yeah. that that they keep showing. There's a really good zombie. That that yeah. quizzical expression on his face with the mouth just that's really good. Yeah. I like it a lot, and I don't mind seeing that every time they break for commercial or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, uh, and, and we and we do have a, a major change in one of the in one of the characters after the. Uh, um, after the camp scene, um, spoilers, Jim didn't get bitten. Oh, that's you right. You guys noticed that? He didn't, he didn't get scratched or anything that we haven't noticed yet? Oh, maybe they're going to spring it next time. I don't know. I don't know. Because but, it, but, there wasn't much after that scene. Yeah, but, but wow. Jim, yeah, Jim, Jim didn't come out of that with the, uh, the big hunk missing out of his arm, which is, uh, which is one of my, uh, one of my favorite I parts gave, of the next couple of gave that to Amy instead. Poor Amy. She was hot. Now she did. Yeah, yeah. Have... Andrea, Andrea didn't shoot Amy in the head in the in the uh, the TV show like she did in the comic either. But they didn't show them disposing of the of the body yet, did they? Not yet. No. Not yet. no. So there you go. That'd be cool to see that. But anyway, hey, we hope you enjoyed this extra long episode, and we also hope that you have a great Thanksgiving holiday. Go. Yes. Black Friday, buy some stuff. If you get comics-related stuff, hop on the forum and tell us about it. Bullpen Bulletin's podcast. We give thanks to you, our awesome listeners. Oh, of course. You betcha. BullpenBulletin'sPodcast.com forward slash forum. And I I said this once, and I'm going to repeat it every episode with a different person in it, because I think it's kind of cool. Good night, Mr. Plug, wherever you are. No. I I love Mike Plug. 
And remember that uh, views expressed by members of the show, Ooh. callers, guests, and the occasional intercepted transmission are solely those of the individuals expressing them and may not reflect the opinions of 11 o'clock comics. But everyone must go read Vampirilla number one. While alcohol is often consumed and consumed often on the show, there are currently no laws prohibiting drinking and podcasting. I'll be drinking uh, a mixture of hot apple cider and bourbon for the majority of the weekend. Uh, any reproduction, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of 11 o'clock comics is strictly prohibited. All content presented in this program is the sole property of 11 o'clock comics and Vince B's fabulous facial hair. And this Ooh. has been an 11 o'clock comics production copyright 2010 and happy Thanksgiving everyone. Nice, you changed the formula. Excellent. <laughs> I love it. Keep you on your toes. It's, it's the new Coke. See ya. Have a good time. Bye bye. Go buy some stuff. Go Bears. <laughs> Bear down, Chicago Bears. Say goodnight, David. Dun, dun, dun. Goodnight, David. Chicago Bears. Rest in peace, Ingrid Pitt. Yes. Oh, I'm so sad to hear that. Shake for all.